Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. Wednesday, February 7th edition of Dealing with KC. I'm Damian Borling. The ultimate needle mover in God mode himself. And my man is back. Guess he, who's Bazak? The boy B. Mizak. He's Kenny Caraway. Yes, sir. Acknowledge me. Man, were the last two days boring without you? <laughs> well, was sports just boring? Well, no, so no, the chatty house got mad at me because I wanted more from the. So we didn't do a show the last couple of days. We just talk. Okay. Like when you're not here, we Ain't just, we just that. vibe. That's just, we just put our feet up and just sit and talk for four hours. Yeah. Chatty House got mad at me because I wanted more from DeMontis Sabonis. What? Yeah, I, 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 no, now I'm mad at you. What are you talking about? I, I, I think he needs to be more aggressive offensively. And you sound like the Chatty House. They was hot at me. Thought Damien was trying to trade Sabonis. They, they, just, they, they, they was talking about they the was talking first about, thing that just went in my head. They, 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 they were talking about it's not Sabonis' fault, it's everybody else. I was like, hey, well, wait a minute. And we, we, we got some receipts Dam- here. We got some numbers. Damien O'Connor out here. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. And, and I'll tell you like I told everybody else. They said for four years, De'Aaron's got to be better. De'Aaron's got to be better. Every year, De'Aaron got better. De'Aaron got better. I say I want a little more from Domas once. And I managed to piss off the entire chatty house. You see what happens when you don't come in here? Well, see, I, I piss I everybody off. See now, but see, you're also pissing me off because oh, Domas is my boy. Well, this he's is my boy. Don't do that to ten. This is, he took nine shots. 
against Cleveland. Okay. I knew this is where it was he, going with He Cleveland. took nine shots. No, 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 no. Don't do that. He took nine shots against Cleveland, and I didn't use that as a, oh, DeMontis Sabonis took nine shots against Cleveland. That's why the Kings lost. No, 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 no. Yeah. But I was saying he's shooting 60% from the field. He could be more aggressive on the offensive end because he's shown how good he is on that end. So let me ask you this. And I wonder or how good he is with the ball. I wonder if anybody asked you this. Is Sabonis shooting percent from the field because he takes nine shots a game? I'm not, I don't know if he, he takes, takes nine 12. shots. Or is, is it, what was it, Jesse? Is it 13? It's 13. He takes 13 shots. Is it a because game. he takes 13 shots? Because if well, you ask him, know. To, if you it's, ask it's, him to it's, take, it's not, I'm saying this is exactly what you asked him to do. But if you ask him to take 19, I don't but, think he'd be shooting 60 percent no but more. But Domas, but 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 how often does Domas play outside of his game? But that's part of 13 shots. But I don't I don't believe that. Mm. See, I think he works so as a facilitator and as a point guard, he sacrifices his work on the scoring end a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. Sometimes I don't think he needs to sacrifice. Of course, he has 15 assists. That's that's an amazing. You're a point guard or a center. It's an exceptionally amazing number when you're a center. But I also think he he probably has maybe 18, 19, 20 assists. You know, an extra five or six that are left out there that have been able to do something with offensively. So himself. when I when I was in college. Pat myself on the back here, a little Barry Horwich, you know the vibes. Average 17 points a game. Point guard position, 17 points a game. I shot 50% from the field. Pretty damn good for a point Mm -hmm. guard. The moral of that story is I shot 50% mainly because I took good shots. Like if I was open, I'd shoot it. In transition, shoot it. If I got my Kobe bag a little bit and would take some fallaways or take some contested shots, Probably wouldn't be. I mean, me personally, I'd still be shooting fifty percent because I got it like that. But a normal human being probably wouldn't shoot fifty percent no more. But, but, I I don't think Domas would get in his Kobe bag. Like I don't think that. But he'd what, have to, to to play I outside. No, I of don't. Him, I, I, I think to play outside of himself and take nineteen shots in a game. So. so you're telling me he only gets thirteen? You think he only gets on average thirteen clean looks a game? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe, and and what it is is it's a lot of like the where I can see more shots coming from is is if he is at the top of the circle and nobody's around him and he can shoot that shot, or maybe he could add, maybe he could shoot and that that's one he passes two more times and maybe he could shoot one more three a game. But he's shooting like well in January he's shooting like seventy percent from three. I bet you if he took one more three a game, he probably wouldn't be shooting seventy percent. It, it wouldn't be bad, but it'd probably be down to like sixty-one percent. Well, welcome back, Jesus Christ! <laughs> just asking for asking, I, I just just because I think my man could be a little bit better. Now I got everybody upset. <laughs> I didn't think it was the craziest take. I didn't think it was either until I looked at the chatty house and realized, oh, we're I'm at war against everybody now. Now my partner's back. He's been here for six minutes. He's mad. I thought. Well, and then. Uh, and and I, I I know you. I know where you're coming from. I understand it's, it's all over. this. No, nah, it's too late. These guys went five and two on a seven game road trip. I, I was see I, see see. I was telling the whole story. <laughs> That's not what this is about. But you, not, you, it, it, it wasn't. It were wasn't. You saying it wasn't, that on Saturday? Were you saying Domas needs to be better on Saturday? I didn't say no. I didn't say Domas needs to be better. I said Domas can do more offensively. Were you saying that on Saturday? 
I, I didn't have, head, I didn't not, have a, no, I didn't have a show but, Sunday. But I'm saying, like, were you sitting there watching the game like, man, Domas could be doing more? I always feel like Domas could do more offensively. Okay. I feel like that. I, 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 we've talked about that for, before. We've, t- we've talked about that on Days of the Game. Yeah, we have. That Domas is, he's, he's a, such a unique player at that position. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, you can only compare him to Jokic. Right, but even Jokic, I think to a certain degree, as incredible as his court vision is, yo, that man gonna score. Mm-hmm. He gonna get his buckets. I feel like Domas is exercising his basketball IQ and his court vision before he's exercising any desire to score. If Domas ended the game with 15 rebounds, 15 assists, and no points, and the Kings won, he would not care. Yeah. I do not believe he would care. Yeah, I but, agree. I, but he, but but to me, he has the. He to me, he has the ability to get to sixteen field goals a game, fifteen to sixteen field goals a game, and those still be and still be a sixty percent uh, uh, from the field shooter. Hmm. Maybe so. Because I don't think I don't one. I don't think he would ever play outside of himself. Two. It, it was the Jesse put the notes in here. We'll talk about it later. It was the Pistons that he scored. What was it thirty seven against? Mm-hmm. And he took 21 field goals in that game to do that. Mm-hmm. He so again he got to 37 with 21. So that tells you the efficiency rate right there. Mm-hmm. But Domas was never outside himself. He was dunking. He was back to the basket. He was working. He was moving like he he controlled that entire game. Here, here's here's my thought about the Kings and um, Domas Sabonis. From an from just I'm thinking about it as if I was an opposing coach or scout or something like that. If Domas wants to shoot, not saying this is what you're saying, I'm just using an example. If he wants to shoot the ball 17 to 20 times, by all means, do what you need to do. We're not going to lose with Domas shooting 20 times. We're going to lose if Domas shoots 15 times, and he's running that dribble handoff with Keegan Herter, got them feeling good, and they about to hit. That's how we're going to lose the game if we're playing against the Kings. And what so, I just asked for. What'd you ask for? Six, 15 to 16 shots per game. That's yeah. two to three more. Yeah, and he averages 13. That's what, that's what I said. Just give me two to three more. I got the numbers. I think he's fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I think if he get, I, I'm not going to say he shouldn't get two more shots, but it's two more shots. It's two more shots. It's, it's you 20, can, that, you, you can think there's any that. question about DeMontis Sabonis an All-Star if he's averaging 24 points a game versus 19.9? There yeah. sure as hell isn't. No, but I don't there know isn't. if he get to 24 that way. Well, I guess 60% on three more shots says he wouldn't, so that's fine. That's fine. But, but I mean. Get to like you, 22 what, and a half. What I, what I asked, and the way I said it, the inflection that I used, it could be used either way. Like, I'm sitting here saying, it's fine. Like, he's fine. We're only talking about two more shots. And you're saying, like, yeah, I know. We're only talking about just take two more shots. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it on both sides. So, if he wants to and he wants to keep I'm not going to tell him not to shoot. I'll tell you that. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying lay off 10. Get off his damn do back, that. Damian. Don't do that. Get off his damn back, no, Jesse. Don't do that. Let that that's man cook. Happened. Nope, that's not what happened. Don't you guys, hey, you guys, you nah, I ain't going to say <laughs> No, go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, come on. First day back. Go ahead. No, no, no go yeah. ahead. Get your stuff off, big fella. Go ahead. Get your stuff off. <laughs> Go ahead. You got no, Brian Winhurst up here using his hands, doing all of this stuff. No, go ahead. Get your stuff no, off. No, no welcome it. back. I ain't going to say it because that's, that's my dog. I ain't going to say it. Oh, you was about to say something crazy about somebody else. <laughs> no, I ain't going to say it. 
Now he's going. Wow. <laughs> That's my dog. I'm going to let that live. Throw it in the text group. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Man, <laughs> this dude. Unbelievable. You see what happens when we get 24 hours before the trade deadline? <laughs> Everything gets a little tense. Everything gets a little tense. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Was you about to make an empty calories joke? Was you about to make a Bonte Hill joke? <laughs> No, I wasn't going to do a Bate Hill. <laughs> He's about to get some jokes off about empty calories. <laughs> no, nah, man, so look, I just, I, I like. I talked I like to Bonte the night of the Pacers game, by the way. Oh, yeah? yeah. He <laughs> called me on my way home from Sky River. <laughs> what was he talking about? Well, we'll save that for the commercial break. <laughs> we'll save that for the commercial break. But, uh. Uh yeah, I t- I talked to Bonte because he was he was watching that game. Well, okay. yeah, that's a good one to say for the yeah. text group and the text well, group only. All right, Dilo and Casey's so back. My man's been back for twelve it's minutes. Love, man, it's love, but it may not come off that way. People may not hear it that way, but it's love. You should have said it. That would have been funny. No. That'd have been funny. It would be, but I don't. I don't know if people would take that as love. As love. That's my guy. If you just tuning into this show and you can't get that ninety eight percent of the <laughs> stuff we say are jokes, then I don't know what to tell you. I'm mad you didn't say that out loud. I ain't gonna say it for you because now everybody knows. It. I mean, you should have said that out loud. <laughs> look, look, four years in, now all of a sudden we suckers. We're scared to say stuff. <laughs> well, Damn shame. I, I want no beef. I don't want no problem. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be the only one. <laughs> Oh, man, we'll come back, as we said, um, 24 hours away from the NBA trade deadline. What's that mean for the NBA? What's that mean for Sacramento? Uh, We'll talk about it. Uh, We've seen some moves go on with the Boston Celtics earlier this morning. I think that's what we're going to see. A lot of those second-round picks traded. I think we're going to see a lot of bench guys moved around, uh, guys looking to uh, just maybe strengthen – the latter portion uh, of their roster. So we'll talk about all that, of course, is the Kings and the Pistons tonight. It's going to be tonight. mid. Just say it. It's going to be mid because it is. Yeah, I feel like the work has already been done. The Toronto the Toronto deals, those were the big ones deal. everyone were waiting for. And OG, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, 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 that stuff is done. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about it. We're happy that you're here with us. I'm happy my partner is back with us. I'm sorry I pissed him off 13 minutes into the show. Uh, but it, we'll, we'll, we'll get going. What's the one thing you don't want to do? Well, Jeff That's Jarrett. piss me off. Steeler and Casey here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. 
Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I just uh, looked at something. Jesse, maybe you could do the math. The 1,000th show is not far away. What are we at right now? 867. Yeah, that's, that's a good deal of time away, though. What would you say? Is it this year or is it next year? What year is it? 2020, January? It's probably this year. Because I would think. Probably October, maybe? I'd have to, I'd have to go look. Yeah, I don't know how many. It's some days. So it's uh, fe- February, March. Well, it's yeah. not 100 days. It's 100 shows. 100 shows. 100, 100 and roughly, what? roughly. Yeah, I think because roughly it's like it, August. So it's 100 shows is 20 weeks, right? Because it's five a week. Yeah. It's five a week for the most part. I mean, well, we're we, about to get. Into well, it. that's true. Yeah. It's about to be eight straight <laughs> weeks. Minus <laughs> minus President's Day and the Fourth of July. That's about it. Maybe Memorial Day. <laughs> I think is it. in there somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Bolo. Yeah. I mean, if it falls on the right day, we do we do a live show for the for the one thousandth episode. If it falls in August, that'd be fire because that'd be four years of D'Lo and Casey. Yeah. Directly it'd be it, it'd be four years of D'Lo and Casey, and then one year on one hundred two five. Yes. We started on the 17th and the 14th, respectively. That's crazy. August. You know what's crazy is I heard, and I don't know that this is true, but there's rumblings that there's an anniversary party for our girl Mickey in the middays over on 98 Rock. Oh, word? And I was, I was, I applauded her because I was like, man, we've been working on that for three years. And I don't think we don't even get our calls. (laughs) But salute to you. She's getting a party for her one year anniversary. (laughs) The only, the only. uh, Mickey like us, though, she just go do things, though. She kind of like us, like in that respect, like the the merch and everything. She's like, I ain't waiting around, man. I'm gonna go do mm-hmm. this. Yeah, she didn't have to wait around on her anniversary party. <laughs> she ain't even have no account executive come in and try to co-opt it and make it about his fraternity. <laughs> that little hoe still in Sacramento too. <laughs> Shout out Reagan on site. I told Stacy Coffee, oh, don't ever man. think about bringing that dude back here. It's on site. Oh man, that dude jacked a solid eleven months of endorsement money from us. That's crazy. That's correct. All right, I see you. It be your own people, dog. Own Every people. time it be your own people. Said he was looking out too. He mm-hmm. wasn't really looking out. Yeah, that dude. Yeah, he pulled the okie doke. But you know what, man? I see you, dog. You know what? He, he ain't looking out. But I always look at the, not always. A lot of times, the glass half full. Even though he he snaked us out of some stuff. I mean, that did open the door for. Remember, I mean, I'll, I'll never forget going to the promised land. Oh yeah, for sure. Like I'm not, I'm not. I can't, I, I can't I, buy that with the eleven months. I can buy some other things, but <laughs> I can't buy that with the eleven. Now the now what the issue is is I should have the eleventh month, eleven months, and that yeah, memory. Yeah, they weren't that's, mutually exclusive. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, they 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 weren't mutually exclusive at all, and that was look look. We're keeping it a stack. That was our man, Black Bottles. Yeah, fact. That was Ben. Facts. Ben came here. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy who was like, "Okay, I'll do it." He ain't he ain't go find Ben. Right, right, right. Ben right, right. Ben was rocking with us. Right. Facts. Man, but the stuff we all deal with, the stuff we deal with behind the scenes. Let me tell y'all what, man. That's why when y'all come come out the way that you did on Friday, and our and our team comes out there like, wow, they're surprised like every time. Wow, 
you guys have such an amazing fan base. Like, no, this is a show. Like, this is literally the show. These are our people. This is the people, man. If you went to YouTube.com slash ESPN 1320 once, Mm -hmm. just once, you'd see it. It's right there. Like, it's it's, it's literally right there. (laughs) You just saw Ramsey and Katrina in human form versus in text form. It's, it's all the right 209 there. boys wasn't even there. Imagine yeah, if Drew man. Down was there this past Come week. Come on, man. Lord. It's all there, man. I'll... Or David Jackson having to babysit Drew Down. Or Drew Down, Mrs. Drew Down having to babysit we, Drew I was about to say something, but didn't we just get talked to about this like 20 minutes ago? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's all here. What are we doing? What are we doing? What was, what was my man? No, you ain't got to say his name. But we sent the email and was <laughs> <laughs> talking about talking about the the other the other side. <laughs> what did he say? Wait, what happened? It was the OG. Remember, I think I think Rich sent out an email like, "Hey, check out these numbers." Oh. And then the OG was just said it for what it was. <laughs> I can't even remember what word he used, but <laughs> I know he called. I know the OG, he, I, the OG just kept it a stack. Yeah, I can't remember. He, he, he said, "This is not even low hanging fruit. Yeah. It's on the ground." <laughs> You just have to pick it up. What yeah. are you doing? Yeah, man. Yeah, we 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 so like our job's dope. Like it's fun. But you I, yeah, you know how y'all go to work and and deal with nonsense. We deal with nonsense every day. That's all it is, man. Every day we deal with nonsense from people we don't even know. Like I'm sorry, who are you from Philadelphia? Get the hell out of my face. Talk to Complex. Leave me alone. <laughs> Anytime someone says something, I don't, I don't know. Go talk to Complex. <laughs> Poor Complex probably had no idea what's going. on. Let's go see Complex. Leave us. He told alone. you to talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> go see him. Oh man, good to be back. Good the Odyssey be- trade deadline is twenty four hours Well, that's why I'm back. Wait. I got the reassurance I'm not being traded, right. so now I'm playing. Right. Well, not a, not not everybody's gotten that reassurance. <laughs> There's there's some people in the building who just stopped coming to work. They's waiting for the trade deadline to pass. Kyle's only had one job all week. Oh, man. Is that for real, for real? This hoe out here telling people he's sick, forgetting I see his busted ass go to the gym damn near every day. Come on, bro. These people soft. Come on, Soft. Bro. Tissue even, paper soft. I didn't even know that was really going yeah. down. They waiting for the trade deadline to pass. They on boycott. Well, trade them. They don't. <laughs> some of us have been trying to. Some of some we of have, us. We asking for two first rounders. <laughs> Man, at this point, I'm asking for I'm asking for cash compensation and a second rounder, and I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> every every job oh, should have man. a every job should have a trade deadline. Everybody yeah. everybody meets and decides. That that would probably cause things to happen like happens on NBA teams. Well. I did propose. <laughs> hey, we talk about it. We here. Shoot, I don't, I got to talk to my boy. I got for about an hour last night, but we we was talking about you know more important stuff than this. I told I, I'm I'm signing us up for another gig. What gig? I told Complex. I was like, hey, if we don't wind up in San Francisco at some point, I'm gonna have some questions about how you feel about us. Mm. Oh, so syndication? Mm-hmm. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. So, yeah, we, 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 we'll talk about the rest later, but Complex, our man Complex, he runs 1025. Mm-hmm. He runs the end here, mm-hmm. but he also takes care of 102 uh, jams in 
San Francisco. And, and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll ask you about that later. But yeah, either way, we can make that happen. That, it, it was, there's no way we can't, especially with the structure they have now. Mm-hmm. There's no way we can. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, 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 we need to talk about this. He was like, <laughs> okay, I got you. I see you. It's a good idea. You got me like uh, Sherry Shepard looking over the corner of the wall. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I already got our restructured contracts mapped out. I got everything. Don't worry. I know what we got last time. I oh, know what I want this time. Hey, I was thinking, hey, the next contract, I'm I'm like Kuzma. <laughs> next contract, I'm like Kuzma. I didn't I didn't done my rookie deal. Mm. I'm like Kuzma. <laughs> you on? You on your third? Because you That's signed. You, they had me in uh, in the restructured free agent phase and everything. No, well, no. Now I'm like Kuzma. It's time to eat. Yeah, I think I think I think we pull this we pull this San Francisco <laughs> joint off. We're gonna eat. Time to eat. We're gonna eat. Hey, um, we're gonna get fat. What? Well, they uh, they tell me I'm gaining weight. I tell them I'm getting paid, as Weezy once said. Um, while you were sleeping, Kings Kings are back. They're back home. We're gonna talk about the Kings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and there's things they got to take care of tonight for sure. For sure. Well, Ramsey does bring up a point. Kuzma's got a declining scale deal yeah. though. Well, this is true, but it all adds up to the same amount. That is true. It does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Think it. Hey, up, upload it. Upload. I don't care. <laughs> Put it all in the first two well, years. I don't do care. That. That's fine. You just got a budget. <laughs> That's it. Um, while you were sleeping. While I was away. Which, for those who are new to the show, that's Kenny's code for what happened while he was away. Sandra Bullock uh, in... I wouldn't call it a great movie, but it was a movie that I remember. And it had a very interesting plot while you were sleeping. She uh, saved this guy that was on the subway tracks in Chicago. Um, He had to go to the hospital. She made sure he got to the hospital. And when she was there, they were like, are you his wife? And she's like, "Uh, I don't even know. that. I mean, yeah, I'm his wife. So they treated him like the wife while he was in a coma. And then he woke up and uh, he was like, who are you? And I don't really remember how everything ended, but... A Sandra Bullock movie while you were sleeping, and I'm sure I'm sure they got together. That's usually how it should it would end in the rom com. They got together at the end, even though he had never met her before, never seen her. I think he already had a girlfriend. Like he had a girlfriend. He wasn't single. He had a girlfriend. Had a fiance. I think she came to the to the hospital. But yeah, him and Sandra Bullock ended up together. Whatever. This wasn't on my bingo card for today. (laughs) In fact, nothing that's happened in the first 27 minutes was on my You say Sandra card. Bullock, I say give the Oscar back, Sandra. Don't I, We've been over this. Don't do that. If Reggie she can't have, have his, then she can't have hers. She, well, didn't, she didn't have nothing to do with those shiesty parents. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not exactly against you and, you Jesse and James on this Hamm one. Perpetu- uh, perpetuating I, hate against well, Sandra. Well, I will say, I just got to hear from you at the very least. We I, never heard from her. I, I, again, I feel the need to point out her husband died like at the same exact time all oh, this yeah, happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot about her bail now. Yeah, true, true, true. Okay, well, at some, I'm not saying then, but at some point. All right. At some point, just, hey, man, that's, hey, hey, well, okay, that's let's terrible start, what let's, happened to Michael let's start with you. I hope they figure it out. Let's, let's start with saying. USA and TNT. Stop re-airing the movie. How about um, that? Somebody's <laughs> eating off of set. Stop, stop re-airing the movie. <laughs> hey, it's still a decent movie. It is. I remember. I remember. Well, I actually get a little pissed off when I watched the movie. Yeah, I now that you know the context, huh? Like two days after the story broke, I, I I went home and mom's is at the house with with Sprout and she she got the blind side on because <laughs> it's airing on one of the channels. Well, and then I mean it's a whole nother. But to, even even without the the even with him like not getting if if he got paid if he got paid money was an issue. All right, 
Just the way he's kind of portrayed in the movie. I was like, all right, settle like down. Like an idiot. Settle down. Man, that dude look. Yeah, like I, didn't, I didn't like second, second watch, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this movie. Sandra Wood did a good job, though. She, she did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, she did a really good job. She's a great actress. I don't know what it was about her in that movie, but. Well, there's a lot roll, of movies like that. Roll Tide. <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Well, did her thing there. Yeah. Uh, the the one I remember seeing her in was um. Damn, I forgot. I forgot the name of. It. We talked about it on the show before. I'm sure we, we got have. buried alive. Keith Sutherland. We Sutherland. we we, we yeah. have discussed uh, Sandra Bullock's yeah. uh, um, filmography quite a bit. The Grammys. Sandra Bullock's 59. Mm. Shout out to her. The Grammys. Mm-hmm. Jay Z. Did you talk about it all on here? Not here. No. Okay. Would you Would you think? Um, a couple of things. I don't think Jay Z. <laughs> I don't think Jay Z is a great speaker. He's never. I'm nervous. He tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he's never said anything where I'm like, oh man, that's got me thinking. Like right. he's rapped something that I was like, oh, I hear you. Mm-hmm. He's never said anything like in conversation where I'm like, wow, Jay, that was really profound. So as he started talking, I'm like, where is he going? Like, he's talking, okay, he's talking about his boycott, and then he, you know, kind of craps on DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Friends <laughs> and their boycott, but then he craps on his own, so, like, it's fine. Yeah. Then he brings up Beyonce. Beyonce's embarrassed. She's, like, mortified by all of this. Poor Blue is up there. <laughs> he grabs Blue, brings her closer, and I'm like, so I actually, I don't know how you feel about this. We haven't talked about it, but I feel like we feel the same way. He talked all of that about the flawed process of the Grammys while accepting his Dr. Dre Impact Award at the Grammys. Mm. And I, I just kind of watched it like, all right, Hov. I, I didn't think anything positively of, of it or negatively of it. Mm. All I thought was, okay, Hov crapped on the Grammys, on the stage of the Grammys. Miley Cyrus didn't crap on the Grammys at all, but she had a message similar to Drake's where – she was just like, hey, like if y'all didn't win, like it's like y'all are great. Like if you didn't like everything you guys do is great, blah, 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 blah. Which I like that approach. Drake, not the post from yesterday, well, but the post from the day before. Come on, man. He had a post. <laughs> y'all didn't know light skinned dudes got down like that. It's oh, all right. Man. Y'all come better on, keep this, your mouth shut let's now. Let's do it. I just, just stick to the music on this one, bro. Well, <laughs> Drake said, um, Yo, it, this this is an opinion-based business from a bunch of anonymous people who who aren't a part of our culture, a part of our, our of what we do. They mean nothing mm-hmm. to us, and like those are pretty influential names. In specific speaking specifically of Jay and Drake, mm-hmm. like at, at what at what point doing all that do you diminish Scissor's night mm. or Victoria Monet's night? Right, you know, or or. Or Taylor's, or anyone who, or, or Beyonce, who's won, you know, thirty something out of the. At what point do you diminish everybody's accomplishments by telling everybody like they don't really matter? Right. And I understood the most important part of Drake's post, which was, "Don't let them decide how you feel about the art you create." Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I think that was the point Jay Z was trying to make, but he failed. Because he was trying to work Beyonce into it. He yeah. was trying to work his wife into it, which I get it. You have your wife's back. But I just kind of walked away like, all right, Hove. Yeah. That's cool. I Whatever. mean, I I felt kind of like you. I don't, I don't have a problem with what he was saying 
And I sat there and I was I was watching the Grammys um, later on that night because apparently everything happened at two o'clock. I didn't like in real time. Everything happened at like well, two o'clock. Yeah. So they posted at like one forty five. Like best R and B artist Victoria Monet. Said, Wait, what is this a? It's a leak. That's what the hell's going? On? Just wards left and right being yeah. handed out. I thought it was five o'clock. Killer Mike had Killer Mike had three awards before the show even began. <laughs> What's going on here? But um, I was so happy Victoria Monet won. Oh the main man, stage. that was like that it, was, I was like, all right, she got two, but I thought yeah, it was dope. She got the that, that the one was on awesome. the main stage. That was the queen of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. But I I I looked at, at at Hove and you know I was like, all right, like I hear what you're saying. To your point, like I don't want to, I don't feel, I don't feel anything about the Grammys because I don't feel like the Grammys are is a is a group the the songwriters association or whatever is a group that's put together that understands the art of everything that encompasses black music hip hop R and B Afro beats I don't think they understand it like they under, shout out Tyler they, yeah they they understand like all right you you're good in this R&B category, but when it comes to album of the year or song of the year, I mean, you're, you're not as good as this. And it's like, well, how can, and how you sit out on the other end, right? Like, I'm whatever uh, Billie Eilish won, I didn't, it didn't move me as a song, but who am I to say that's not a good song? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, it's just not what I normally listen to, but it's, it's, it's cool. Like, Scissors is cool and all this other stuff. So, as far as, like, the actual Grammys, I understand what he's saying, but I don't want to take away from, like you said, Victoria Monet, Monet's night, Scissors night, Taylor Swift's night, Billie mm-hmm. Eilish's night. Like this is something that they work for in their profession. Also allows them a different, um, you know, it puts them in a different tax bracket and things of that nature in their profession. It's important in that respect. My biggest thing with Hove, which is always my biggest thing, you've heard me say it before. You're never at the BET Awards. You're never at the Soul Train Music Awards. Yeah. And you get upset with the Grammys. Is that still a thing? You, do they still do the Soul Train Music Awards? Absolutely. Uh, NAACP I Image Awards. I know that All one. this other stuff. You always complain about the Grammys, but you, like, you'll like so, you show up to the Grammys. So, and you'll you'll cry for their acceptance and all this other stuff. But I don't know how many and not to say he's never showed up to these things, but how many times Beyonce or Jay-Z win an award at the BET Awards Beyonce's not here to accept the award. I'm accepted on her behalf, all this other stuff. Yeah. Like, like you have the opportunity. Start the Rock Nation Awards. Like, so, you don't have, like, create your but own But I think life. that's, I, th- I, th- I think that's the thing. And you use the term crying for acceptance, right? And I think there's something to that because I think Jay's frustration in bringing up not winning album of the year, despite the fact Beyonce's won 30 some odd, despite the fact she's the winningest Grammy artist of all time. I think part of that is when you talk about BET awards or Soul Train awards or NAACP awards, you're talking about black music. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. They've already been crowned king and queen of black music. At the Grammys, all of those Grammys, those two together, I think, have 166 Grammy nominations. Mm-hmm. And I think it's split evenly, 88 apiece. Mm-hmm. They get nominated for the album of the year categories, the record of the year categories. Mm-hmm. They don't win. They win the hip hop of the year award or the hip hop artist of the year, the rap, you know, whatever, the R&B artist of the year. 
And I think Jay's beef is like your willingness. And, and of course, I have no idea. It'd just be shocking. I actually haven't talked to Jay-Z about this. <laughs> but my belief is in listening to that speech. And then I, I actually thought of your stance on this. I was like, he, they, they want the acknowledgement that their music crosses over the same way. I think Taylor Swift's music does cross over mm-hmm. to a certain degree. Not to a not not to the degree in which I think people believe it does, but it, it's not. I, I don't. I think there's a lot of black people who f with Taylor Swift. I, th- I think that's. But 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 they but they. I I don't think they give Beyonce the same acknowledgement. Mm. And I think what really caused an issue was the Renaissance was it was last year where Renaissance gets all this praise. It comes out and there's a quote. In Variety, it was either Variety or the Hollywood Reporter, from one of those uh, Grammy board members, right, who decide who wins these awards. He's an 81-year-old white man, Mm -hmm. and he said, I didn't vote for Beyonce because I'm so sick of every time she puts out an album, they act like it's some sort of seismic event. Hmm. Now think about that. They act like it's some sort of seismic event. Who's he talking about? He's talking about black people. Because he ain't say that about Taylor. Right. I'm sorry. What happened when Taylor accepted her award? Mm-hmm. I got a new album coming up in April. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I got excited. I ain't listened to a Taylor Swift album from beginning to end ever. Right. And I was hyped for her. Right. It was a seismic event, right? But he had a problem with Beyonce mm-hmm. and the way they react to her. That's the problem, right? That's the flaw in the system. Why Jay wants that acknowledgement, I'm not sure. Why he feels like Beyonce has to have that acknowledgement, I'm not sure. But I think the idea is, and again, I don't know, that they don't want to be king and queen of black music anymore. Like, I appreciate it. And, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you skip out on those other award shows every year. But I also understand, like those award shows, they kind of had us. We, <laughs> what's what's the line? Um, you know, uh, Morris Chestnut. He's got the BET Awards circled on his calendar every year. Like there's a, yeah. you know, it's what what were we watching in the room last night? Whoever those actors were on the screen. Shout out to the Ebony Channel on, <laughs> they, on Pluto. They, got, they they ready for their lifetime acknowledgement award at the BET Awards? Like there's a certain lesser than stigma and maybe part of it is because Beyonce and Jay yeah, don't show yeah. up maybe it's because the big dogs don't show and, up and I, don't I, know. and I feel like I feel like a lot of times just the feeling like that's self-inflicted like we, we're be. looking at it yeah, like it it's be. less like being uh Beyonce <laughs> Jay-Z that's, and Beyonce that's, that's what they would call it yeah <laughs> right. they're they're looking at it like like being being the 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 best in black music isn't good enough it's not good enough. And I don't think Taylor Swift is saying being the best in I don't pop think... music or you know whatever isn't good enough. She's like this this is what what I am because that's where she's already at the Grammys and all this other but stuff. But they don't but they they've never had like the stigma of being like the black artist. Like the the awards used to be for black artists. Mm-hmm. Right? It it they, the names changed. Mm-hmm. Urban contemporary uh hip hop R&B, all of that changed. It used to be black. That's what it was called, like black artist. Mm-hmm. And Taylor never had to deal with that. Or not Taylor, but the likes right, of Taylor right. Swift. They never had to deal with right. that. So why would they be worried about acceptance? They, no, you're, they you're, don't. 
they they don't have to. You're 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 right. And I I I would say eighty eighty one year old white man who doesn't understand Beyonce's appeal or whatever, I don't need your award, man. I don't need your award. I look, we talking we talking right now. We talking. We radio showing right now. Barrett Sports Media had his rankings mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Barrett Sports Media has never not once acknowledged D'Lo and KC. Mm-mm. Not once. Mm-mm. And there's a reason for that. He gets paid by 1140. He presents himself as all media. But if you got a relationship with him, he's going to look out for you. Mm-hmm. They have the little mid-major rankings or whatever. I don't know what metric they use. But there's a lot of metrics where D'Lo and KC is number one. Yeah, like all of them. <laughs> there's a lot of metrics. So from what I could see, we didn't show up on his little rankings. See, And I don't, I don't mean to diminish it like that. I don't mean little like that. I'm just saying we didn't show up on his rankings. I know why. I don't need your acknowledgement, dog. It's cool. It's cool. If, you, if you're not going to be on the up and up, if you're not going to give me a fair shot from, from the jump, it's cool, man. Go ahead and have your rankings. I I know I know it for what it is. I see what it is. It's cool, and that's the same thing. I would like for Jay Z and Beyonce to look though. at the Grammys and be like, "It's cool, man." I get that. Like I and, and I I, th- I think that's a that's a solid analogy, but it's flawed in one way. Mm. Barrett Sports Media is, with all due respect, it's it's nothing. Right. I mean, right? Like, once again, not like not no, no. But what I mean yeah. is, in the in the grand scheme of what it's it's not. He, he's done a fine job creating something for himself he has that's fine mm-hmm. but in the grant it's 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 nothing mm-hmm. the grammys the grammys aren't nothing the grammys are looked at as the top mm-hmm. it's 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 looked at as the ultimate acknowledgement of what you've done as an artist right or wrong that's how it's perceived it's it's the it's the grammys it's the oscars like that's that's the difference mm-hmm. Right, so it's probably harder for Hove or B or whoever to be like, yeah, I don't need your acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, no, wait a minute. If you're going to celebrate me being the most decorated Grammy winner of all time, but I haven't won your most prestigious award once, mm-hmm. like not once. I, I, I there's you know. a. I know we gotta get out of here, but there's a clip of Jay Z talking to Rap Radar. And he said something to the effect of like, "F Nike," and he said, mm-hmm. "I don't mean F Nike, but just the, the whole concept the whole it. concept of mm-hmm. you have to be this and that to get with Nike." No, we we set the trends. Mm-hmm. We are the ones that make things hot. We're gonna come over here and start our own lane. Now, I wish you would have like you can flip this whole Grammy Oscar thing. It doesn't have to be this way. And this is somebody like myself, who I love history. I I respect the history that the Grammys and the Oscars have, but Jay-Z and Beyonce, I feel, can flip that. They can change that a little bit, and they still caught up on the, on the, on the Grammys, though. Okay. Can I make one, 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 one last quick acknowledgement? Because we've got to go break that. I, 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 I think I fell for Miley Cyrus over the weekend. She looked great. <laughs> she, that she Tina Turner great. tribute was phenomenal. <laughs> she looked great. Shout out to my girl Fantasia, too. That's all. Oh, yeah. She, she couldn't quite move the same way. <laughs> but, man, her voice is second to none. We'll come back. Uh, for those wondering, no trades uh, have been made. Uh, there ain't going to be no trades. Well, that may very well be We'll talk be about true. when we come back. There ain't going to be no trades. We'll talk about whatever Kenny wants to when D-Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. That's worth saying on the air. I like shout that. out to my man Reese. Hey, shout out. I, I heard a story. We almost we almost lost young Reese to Southern <laughs> California over the weekend. I'm, I'm glad I'm glad my man pulled through. <laughs> Reese was almost almost flying in the air like them cows. Remember in Twister, that was like the big thing. The cow was flying in the Twister. That was almost Reese. He was about to be Dorothy in the Wizard of Oz, man. Just man. just up there lost. So it's funny you say that. I thought about that movie. Um None of those those people look like the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, or the Lion to me when I watch that. See how she gets up and she's like, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Like, who the hell were these people? I didn't see them. They didn't look nothing like that. <laughs> I think they had a little bit of makeup on Well, them, yeah, man. but I could, even then you should be able to be like, oh, yeah, it kind of favors him or something like that. Mm. Now, granted, I thought this when I was like 10, maybe 7, right? I thought this then. I was like, you don't look nothing like the Lion. So I haven't watched The Wizard of Oz in 20-something Did you years. know there was two Tin Men in The Wizard of Oz? I did not. Or not, not that, I take that back. That's, that's the wrong way of phrasing it. The, the Tin Man we know was actually the second one. The first guy was allergic to the paint. Oh. The, the silver paint that they had to put on his Damn. face. I think it almost a, killed him. That's a cold way to lose out on like that. two Ultimate Warriors type of situation? <laughs> well, no, no, not exactly. They... They had they had this guy ready for to be the Tin Man. It's more like it's well, no, it's not even like the Back to the Future thing. Is it Undertaker? It was yeah. So it was like when it was like when 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 Chains when Brian Lee played the Undertaker, <laughs> they realized hey that ain't gonna work, and they brought the real Undertaker <laughs> back. It was like that. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's it. Or, or that extra sucks. extra white chocolate. No, that's it. Doink the clown and uh, now the Tin Man. That's that's the way to do it. <laughs> There were definitely multiple Doink the Clowns. I wonder if he got royalties still. Oh, I don't think so. That sucks. Yeah, he lost out on the Wizard of Oz because he was a to die for to that one. <laughs> well, I think he almost did. <laughs> no, I might have to. 
I might be this is the last role I play. Well, you um, imagine going to the bar. Yeah, I could have been the Tin Man. Was yeah, all right, pal. Whatever you say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy, and I'm the original Ultimate Warrior. Get out of my face. <laughs> oh, uh, Warren says he watched The Wiz two days ago. I seen The Wiz one time when I was really, really young. I haven't seen it in a long time, man. I'm I'm slipping on that one. That soundtrack is fire. Well, isn't? Well, we know. No, he's only doing The Wizard of Oz. Uh, Kenya Burris is doing The Wizard of Oz, right? He is, but I thought he might have been doing the Wiz. Too. I don't know what differentiates <laughs> the Wizard of Oz from the Wiz if Kenya Barris is doing true. it. <laughs> it's it's really the Wiz too. That's, That's pretty much what it what it what it sounds like. And I think instead, so I think so. The Wizard of Oz is Kansas. I think the Wiz is Harlem. Harlem. I, th- I thought it was Harlem. Yeah. And then what Kenya Barris is doing is Inglewood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to see it though. Yeah, I'm down. I, I, I support Kenny Barris despite. Yeah, I like Kenny Barris. The hate he gets. Yeah, I do like Kenny Barris. I have no problem with him. Um, that's funny, Johnny Dewis. The Wiz ish. <laughs> well, <right. laughs> well, not far off. Um, back to the sports for real quick. Your thoughts on the King? I was ecstatic with their five and two road trip. Mm-hmm. I thought it was phenomenal, even on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Is I was in a um, Mexican restaurant. I forgot the name of it. It was really good. Watching the end of that game in Chicago on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, it got it got crazy. And mm-hmm. mind you, it got crazy. Did y'all see what Kobe White did last night? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> this is this, this is kind of what he does, I guess. He got him. Man. Yeah. So you're lucky you went out like the Kings and not mm-hmm. like the Timberwolves. Yeah. Um, but – for those that don't know, the Timberwolves blew a 23-point lead and actually lost. Yeah, Kobe White Un- had 30 in the second half. Yeah, unlike the Kings, they lost. Yeah. So um, I, I watched that game, and, and yes, I would have hoped they would have continued to win that game by 20 or whatever the case may be. But I was like, I'll take it. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? I'll take that win. I'm not, you know – I'm not sneezing that. Fox had 41. Harrison hit a big shot that I thought kind of stemmed the tide and maybe won them that game late in that mm-hmm. fourth quarter. I felt good about it. And then, I, you know, I hoped things would be different in the Cleveland game. Cleveland shot the ball, shot the lights out. So there was that. And then there was a moment in the fourth quarter where I think they took it down from either 18 or 16 to 10. And, and bigger staff called a timeout. Because I remember yeah. looking at it like – Hey, get it to seven while Donovan's yeah. out. Yeah. And before they could even get it to seven, bigger staff calls a timeout, gets it to ten. It was never close again. But well, I thought they competed. The first play out of the timeout, I think, was a steal. Mm. And the Kings had a chance to cut the lead. Yeah. Missed. Went back. I think they hit a three. Came back. Got nothing. And then all of a sudden, that ten went to fifteen. Yeah. We went from that the J.B. Bickerstaff timeout to the Mike Brown timeout, <laughs> and that was it. That was all she wrote. Yeah, but I, I was, I, I thought, I thought that, and I, I'm not. But that saying, was a white hot Cleveland Cavaliers they team. Hit, yeah, they were hit. I mean, I mean, and they're playing in the good. Stretch, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're playing great. Yeah. They're playing great overall, man. So um, it was, it was going to be tough sledding either way. But not to say that people are mad about it. I'm not reinventing the wheel. But I thought, I thought five and two on that road trip was really good, mm-hmm. and you set yourself up to. To, to do some things mm-hmm. in this this little is it a mini homestand? Do they go? They only uh, got it's two, only games? two games. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, today and Friday. I think they can get both of these games. I think they can get Denver. On, I think they can get Friday Denver night. too. So I'll I'll, I'll 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 tell you this, and I think everybody was pretty positive. I'll, I'll I'll tell you not to not to drudge this up again. 
I'll tell oh, you what. You hate Sabonis? Well, what started the Delmont? <laughs> there was a play from Demonte Sabonis that I hated uh-huh. that started the conversation, and it was the play where Max Struess stripped him underneath oh, the basket. Yeah, that pissed me off. I that and that's what started. That's what started the conversation because, uh, like, I. I love I, I I love everything Domas does. I feel like he could do a little bit more offensively if he really wanted to. That pissed me off. That he can't do that. Yeah, because he kind of gave up on the play, and he 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 actually turned his back to Max Struess to argue with the officials mm-hmm. on a play that it didn't really look like he was fouled on, and that's what started the whole Demontis Sabonis conversation. Because I was really because fr- that to me that felt your your moment was far more like that was truly the like this is over. Mm-hmm. That moment to me felt like a swing because I think it was a 10-point mm-hmm. game again when Domas got the rebound. Yeah, yeah. Strip, back up, three-pointer, back to 13. Mike's got to call timeout. Yeah, I, I hated that play. And I hated it. Somebody's got to do something. I even looked at Keegan a little funny on that one. I was like, what, what, what are we stay, doing? Because yeah. I can make the argument. If I'm like really trying to defend Domas, I think it was a big man that came – Back into was the back play. Back on the play, yeah. And if I wanted Domas got the ball stolen from him, okay, here's Jared Allen. Damn, I got it stolen. All right, let me watch out for Jared Allen. Right? Like if if I wanted to defend Domas, that mm. could have been his thinking. Keegan, I don't know what we're doing here. Ball gets stolen, and you kind of half go for Jared Allen. Then you see Domas is there. It's just kind of there. Now, these things happen in the NBA all the time. Like mm. somebody gets wide open and somebody's shoulders slump, and they're like, What? Like, where's the road? They're just stuck. Like, damn, I hope he missed. So those mm-hmm. things happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. But I was like, man, what, what, what do we – somebody get out there. Did Keegan turn to yell at the official? No. Okay. I don't know if I don't know if Sabonis yelled at the official. I'll look oh, at it again. Yeah, go I thought he yelled again. at people in general, like nobody told me the guy was coming behind. I'm pretty sure he yelled at the official because if he turned to yell at other people, there wasn't nobody there. Because he was by himself. I'll look, I'll look again. I look because I, I in the moment, um, I thought he was just like, "Hey, like, what? come on, somebody, let me know." Like that's that's what I thought he was saying. But uh, I it think he been told him. Bill Kennedy that then, or whoever the <laughs> official was uh, on the side. But through all of the you know the the conversation over the course of the four hours, the overall view was this team went five and two on a road trip that everyone said they would be ecstatic about if they went four and three. Mm. So you've got this five and two run. You've got them playing some really good ball. And they ran into a team at the end of their road trip that was at home. And it was as hot as hot could be both in the stretch of the season. And then that particular game, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Cavaliers are, are playing. I mean, as good, if not better than anyone in the league right now. So it's like them and the Clippers are playing the best basketball in, in the, the Clippers, game. the new so top the team in the Western in Conference. The are playing well, too. The Clippers, the new top team in the Western Conference. I think that's where they're going to end up. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. And, I, and I'm trying to think about this. I don't think they've ever been the one seed in this whole lob city to now era. I don't think they've ever been the number one seed. Yeah, I think, probably not because of think the Warriors. The, the, the Warriors for sure and the Rockets. Um, I think the yeah. the COVID year, I think they were the one seed when the stoppage happened. I can't that's be too twenty. Sh- that's nineteen. They might have been two. I can't. That's nineteen twenty, right? Yeah. They might have been. They two. were two. Yeah. Were two. The Lakers were one. Mm. The Lakers were fifth. Uh, 
Yeah, none of none of the bubble games are, are factored into this. So the Lakers were fifty two and nineteen at the stoppage, and the Clippers were forty nine and twenty three. And you know what happened? The Lakers had just taken the one seed right before COVID. Because remember those two games that Friday against Milwaukee, the Lakers played, and then they That's beat right. the hell out of the Clippers yeah, on Sunday. I, I think that, that Sunday game yeah. gave them the one seed. Well, they had three and a half on them, so oh, it they probably, had three and a half? yeah, oh, okay. it probably happened was, a little bit before that. But those two games that you spoke of, I remember those games were huge, mm-hmm. or at least we thought they were. It was were. like, oh, the Lakers, they didn't figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Just like the Kings, they had figured it out. That was our year. <laughs> Kings, 19 and five or something in Whatever. 25 games. I feel like the record gets better and better every time someone mentions it. Kings were 21 and two <laughs> headed into COVID. It's crazy. Damn Rudy Gobert gave everybody COVID. If not, <laughs> would have had our ring. Somebody somewhere, Reese, when he's doing his radio show in in 20 years, or hopefully not that long, in, in 16 years, is going to be like, yeah, you know, if I was counting all the Kings titles, I mean, we talk about <laughs> 01. They were 31-1 and one going into COVID that year before everything went to hell. You got that one, and then he'd have the Sacramento Kings at like, Seven world champions. Gonna be when he's on his show interviewing D'Lo for Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> he's on his show at uh, at Laguna Creek. No, it'll be possible. <laughs> it'll be possible. I had a nice conversation about Tommy Smith and shout John out Carlos Rockland, man. Night. I like that. I like that. That's that's some good stuff. That's really they out there. They out there working. I love um, my man Tim. The um, but yeah, I I think they're gonna be the one seed. But the original thing I'm talking about was Kings and their their road trip going to. The, Cleveland team that was that was red hot. Um, yeah, just the way they played on that road trip, and like there's a there's opportunities I feel for the King moving forward. Now it's not always gonna hey prove this to me or they can prove this and that. Like be what I call opportunities. Set yourself up with the way you played on trip. So now you're in a situation where got I forget the last, I think they won the last home before they left. But say these next two games. You could set yourself up now to be like, yeah, we're eight and two in our ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you have opportunity to like really start building on something as a as a as a team unit. And I love that they put themselves in that with that big time role. I mentioned yesterday. I'll mention it to you. I love tonight's game. No, Detroit's not good. I understand that. I think this had some games where they were competitive. There was there was there were there were two points that. Both I'm starting to feel even remotely realistic, though it would probably be hard to tell some of those that it's not realistic. One is, should a deal be done before clock tonight? The Kings are going to be short, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be shitted and there's going to be a weird. Doesn't mean they can't. Just saying those are fact game tonight. The other one, those made, and maybe you've got a couple of an edge. Maybe they had conversation with their agents. Maybe they had. Doesn't mean a deal's getting borrowed. Doesn't mean a deal is getting done. The game's over. That's because... Kevin Hurst subbed out a little earlier than he is. Doesn't mean he was just traded game, mm-hmm. right? It just, I'm sympathetic to these, but they might be going over the course of the next three hours. Mm-hmm. They're better, a lot better than Detroit. It just don't this game tonight. And I'm they can come out and, and play well right at the beginning. I think if they can set the tone in the further, they'll be in really, really good shape. I don't want this to be where they're battling um, like a 12, 14, 15 point depth mm-hmm. after the first quarter. Yeah. Again, they could do it. We saw them do it against men, right? right? Like we, right. we can see them do it. Live. Yeah, you, you, you just set the tone quick. All the concerns, I think, for everybody aviated. You're just in a flow basketball, and you know you you try to close out basically what you did against Chicago. Try to close out though a little than you did when you were in Chicago. No, I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, 
I just I like the way they're playing, and now we're mm-hmm. getting into this for like two weeks now. I like the way they're playing. They're playing good ball. Mm-hmm. So if they continue to play way, I think they. Oh, if it's a twenty, I don't know nothing about that, but I just know that they should win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely, the six and forty-three team number. That's crazy. That's a crazy number. six and forty. <laughs> that is a crazy. I haven't really looked the Pistons in a while. I know they beat Oki, uh, uh What, what are, are they on a? It's the start of a road trip for them. Let me see. Question. I don't know. I'm just fixated. If Detroit, uh, Boston has twelve. Cleveland is the hottest team on the planet. Now. Boston has five games on Cleveland right now. Who's Man. the two seed? Again, Boston. Uh, Boston's lost times. Detroit's won six times. That's correct. I'm not sure that Detroit's going to get to twelve. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't see how. It I'd happens. be more likely to say I'm sure they're not. One, two, three, four, five. This is the start of a six-game road trip tonight. Mm. For is that split through the All Star break? Uh, yes. So there's probably four or five of them before the break. Yeah. Does the Kings still have four so, before the break, right? They have, yeah, it's, it's uh, five before the break and then one coming out of them. Got you. Yeah, Indiana coming out. Of, so it's a it's a West Coast trip right now. They go home for the All-Star game, and they start off in Indiana. Bro, <laughs> Pacers basketball is so stupid right now. What they got going on? It's 100, it, it was 132 to 129 last night. Did they win? I can, they did. Yeah. Yeah, against Houston. That's right. They were losing. That's what it was 132 to 129 just every night. Let's get up 140. They're, they they 150. They got a they got a good little squad. They that's not gonna get it done. They do have a good squad. I, I don't think that's gonna. But get they, it. they man, they are really leaning into this. Ah, the hell with the hell with defense thing. They um when they play. 133 to 131, 129 to 124. Jeez. I scored 122 in a loss to Sacramento. <laughs> Not that one. Yeah, this is ridiculous. So the other thing that I've, I thought about and looked at with the Kings too is just bringing up the old conversation. Are they still not good because of their point differential? <laughs> They're plus point five right now. Yeah, and They're nine drops. games over five hundred. They take care of business tonight. Say they win by seven. I don't know what that changes the point differential, but they're ten games over. Well, they dropped half a point. They lost to uh, Cleveland by what was it sixteen? Mm. Yeah, they lost to Cleveland by sixteen. That dropped their dropped their point differential to point five. Mm. It was one. We were celebrating that their <laughs> point differential was a whole point, and now maybe people would think that they're good. Um, the funny thing, the funny thing about that 16 point loss to Cleveland is you see a 16 point loss. You look at the score, you could constitute that as a blowout. Mm -hmm. I never felt like the Kings were getting blown out in that game. Like there was a moment in the fourth quarter where it was like, all right, yeah, yeah, they ain't going to get this one. Like it's, it's, it's whatever they're out of this one, but it wasn't like, it wasn't the Philadelphia game. Right. Right. Some of these blowouts for the Kings, they've been over in the second quarter. Mm -hmm. That's not how. That's not how I took this Cleveland game at all. And I thought they played they played hard in that game too. You know, to, yeah, to try absolutely. And back. I thought absolutely. they they continued to try to battle back um, in that game. I didn't have a. You, so I know there was a big discussion. At least I think there was about the Kings. The reason one of the reasons why the Cavs shot so well is because the Kings make things so easy for the other team. They feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. 
uh, out there going up against the Kings because we see a lot of times a lot of teams do it. They they do it well. I I didn't think that was the case on Thursday. That may be true just in general. I didn't think that was the case on Thursday. I thought Cleveland played really well. I thought they shot the ball really well. Like they didn't even touch the rim. Like they were they're feeling great. They had been playing great. And I thought the Kings played hard to try to get back into that game mm-hmm. uh, when they were down by 18 or something like that. They they kept pressing, and they just didn't have enough. But I, I thought they played pretty good. Yeah, there were a couple of points. Well, not with, pretty good. I thought they played pretty hard. Yeah, there were a couple of points where I thought they might actually be able to you know, make, make this thing really close at the end, uh, make Donovan were, beat them late. Yeah, that, fourth, that start of the fourth quarter, I, 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 they're doing what I asked them to do. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to push this thing to – Seven or eight before Donovan gets in, and that damn Bickerstaff caught the then, <laughs> Well, thank God, thank God, Bickerstaff's not on the hot seat anymore. Oh man, goodness gracious, they was ready to get Bickerstaff out of there. Now he he's lost one game in the last four weeks or whatever it is. Dude is playing phenomenal. Yeah. The team is playing phenomenal, I should say. Um, yeah, take care of business tonight. You'd like to see that. I think tomorrow comes and goes. That's, that's kind of been the theme. Like you're seeing some deals done. Xavier Tillman headed to the Boston Celtics from Memphis. Uh, you're seeing a couple of other small moves to bolster the end of end of end of benches, rosters, and so on. I don't think. I, I don't even know. I was leaning towards maybe Sacramento does something like that. I'm not even sure I'm willing to lean that direction. Yeah. I think this might be the Sacramento Kings for the rest of the season. Well, like I told you. And if we're getting with it, if, if this, if if we got aggressive HB for the next forty games, cool. I'm 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 with 22 it. Twenty two the other night. I'm with it. I yeah. see you, HB. Leading score. Yeah, I see. I just, I just oh, my, wasn't familiar my, with the game. Mike Mike Brown said, "Hey, Harrison, you know you can shoot. I can. I didn't know. Well, I'll start shooting. Like that's how. That's how it went down. He we, didn't know. We went over the." Uh, <laughs> We went over HB's averages the last, I think it was seven or eight games, like mm-hmm. from when he, when he, when clearly there was a shift and he started shooting, and he hit damn near all of the averages just in this game against Cleveland where he mm-hmm. scored twenty two. He'd been averaging, he went from averaging, I think it was nine points to yeah. twenty. He went from shooting on average seven times to fourteen and a half. Damn, man. he went from shooting, I think it was three threes a game to shooting eight threes again. <laughs> in this Cleveland game, 15 field goal attempts, 10 three-point attempts, and 22 points. Man. Man. I don't like, know, like but like I'm all, said, I don't know what. I don't know what it was, man, but I'm all for it. If it, if this is the Harrison that you're getting for the rest of the year, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll take that. You can win with that. You can win with that level mm-hmm. of aggression, that yep. level of assertiveness. So I just keep them here. I, I don't, I'm not tripping no, off that. I like, don't. the whole thing is, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you want Harrison gone or you're trying to move. No, like I, the Harrison that was playing, yeah, he had to go. But Harrison Barnes in general, the guy that I know throughout the course of his career, was not a superstar, but he wasn't what we had seen in the first 30 games of the season. He ain't that. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a lot better than that. If we're getting the traditional Harrison Barnes, absolutely he could stay here and this team can win. They can win with that Harrison Barnes. But it just didn't feel like we were getting that. Nine one six nine oh nine thirteen twenty. Let's get our man T C. What's hey. up, baby? Yes, sir, Kenny. What's up with it, bro? You all good, man? Nice to see you back, man. Nice to see y'all, man. I, uh, 
Sky River, brother. Hey, man, appreciate it, man. Everything is good. I'm blessed. And uh, it, was, it was great seeing you, big dog, man. TC, is, he's that dude in real life. I tell you my favorite part about TC is I ran back into the humidor uh-huh. to tell Leezy. He's like, hey, Leezy, someone wants to see you. But I didn't tell him who. So he was like, someone wants to see me? He's like, yeah. So he kind of cautiously comes out of the humidor, and I'm not telling him who that person is in front of us. And so TC comes up, and he's anime. Hey, what's up, bro? What's up? What's up? And Lizzie's not really sure who it is. Telly hears the voice. And the best part is when Lizzie realized who it was, he went into yeah. character. He was like, hey, hey, what's up, Kenfo? Oh, I love Lizzie so much. That was my favorite part of the day. <laughs> He did, though. He did. Hey, and, hey, look, man, that was good to see everybody. But, Kenny, I it was good to, to see Ramsey, wasn't it? His little grouchy yeah, ass look. sitting on the patio. Man, I, I want to go holler at the homie, man. It's all good, man. Me and Ramsey, good, man. Thank you, Katrina. It's all good. All love, man. I always. Like that. Always. For sure. Hey, but, Kenny, me yeah, and yeah. D-Lo and Jesse were talking about this yesterday. Quit acting like you didn't see that play when Domas was yelling at the refs, bro. That was That was in the middle of a run. Like, I thought he was. I thought he was yelling at people. I, like I said, no. I haven't been able to pull it up, so I don't know. Watching it in real time, I haven't watched the game back. I thought he was saying like, "Yo, somebody let me know. Somebody come. No. Just let me know. Somebody's trying to steal the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just let me know. So much. I don't want to fly. Let I you know that what? <laughs> it's crazy. We can't even talk basketball no more, man. It's crazy. Y'all ruined it. <laughs> Y'all ruined it. <laughs> We'll uh, come back. Yeah, quit acting like you didn't see that, Casey. <laughs> we'll come back. You want to get in on these lines, man, please do. 916-909-1320. Hey, uh, we'll see coming up. I want to talk more basketball. Mm-hmm. But at some point, man, I got a Super Bowl week, man. Oh, I know. Super Bowl week, man. And I've been I, I just been hearing stuff, man. I, I knew I've been was, hearing stuff. I knew there was no way you were gonna be out the entire week. I knew there was no way you were gonna miss your I've been hearing week. stuff. Okay. I just want to talk about it. We'll talk about it then. Maybe even more while you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, got, I got I got some. When Dilo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Trying to get answers here during the commercial break. Couldn't seem to get it. It's a regular house. There is no lake. What's this guy talking about, man? Jesse, is there a lake or is there not a lake? Kenny doesn't want to call it a lake. That's fine, but there's a body of water there. That's fine. That wasn't even my house. There's a a big body of water that you're not allowed to walk around. Literally. (laughs) It was the clubhouse. Yeah, it's not your house because you don't call those houses, Kenny. It was the clubhouse. It wasn't my house. They call them clubhouses. That's fine. 
Kenny's got a clubhouse at his compound. <laughs> Some people call them different things. Yeah, these are guys, baller, I Kenny. Know. These guys, man. I'd tell I don't you, know. Man. I'd tell you. I, real, okay. We got time. time. While you do, were sleeping. Do your thing. Yep. Will no, Z no, will no. join us later. Okay. I, I, no, I want to hear this while no, you're no, sleeping. No, go ahead. Right. It's it. in the Niners. It's in the Niners. I do not care what day. I'm just happy you're here. What talk about? I'm happy to be back. The WWE. Well, on Friday. Yeah. On its surface. Yeah. So I think John David tagged us in the the stare down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, snap, this is crazy. It wasn't until later that I saw how we got to the stare down. Mm-hmm. With Cody saying what he said and everything. Mm-hmm. People were upset. People are still upset. Rock can't even post on social media. The Rock <laughs> is getting more back for this than when he endorsed Biden and Kamala Harris for, for, for president and vice president. Think about that for a second. The Rock is getting murdered in Instagram comments because he took Cody Rhodes' main event spot. Dwayne so, Hulk Hogan Johnson. Wow. So, so there was uh, yesterday was however many years since, uh, how about the plastic surgery? Huh? Yeah, 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 I saw since that on the, my t- Since the main event, yep, um, 1988. So... The wrestling people need to settle down. They need to. I understand, Cody. I, 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 I don't have the same sentiment that they have about wanting to see. I, I don't. I'm not against it, but mm. I'm not like no. It's it's Cody or nothing else. Like it's like no. It's The Rock. This is dope. It's fine. But at the same time, have you read the same reports that I heard that it wasn't? Oh, The Rock forced his way in. It was Punk's injury that messed everything up. That's what I heard. So here's here's my I don't think they can get the report straight. Mm. So the 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 punk injury seemed to have played a part in this, right? Like mm. night one was set, punk versus Rollins. Night two was set, Cody versus Roman, and we were like, all right, that's that's weird. But now there's a report that this was a part of the TKO deal about him joining the board. That he also gets the that 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 this is a part of him joining back with the WWE. Mm. I think that's silly. Like, I I find that really hard to believe. However, I did read something this morning in the Hollywood Reporter that I hadn't read before. Mm. And it was following that day at the New York Times Exchange, the New York Stock Exchange, where The Rock was brought up and acknowledged, like, he's a part of the board now, he's a part of the company. This was before Vince was out. Mm -hmm. He, along with, Nick Khan and maybe it was Ariel Hawani or, or not Ariel Hawani. Um, that's the I'm MMA guy. He'd have moved up. Ari Ari Emanuel. <laughs> okay, I, it might have been him, but it was definitely Nick Khan and The Rock. Mm. Met like with talent and employees at WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. Mm. I had, and Vince didn't. So again, this was before Vince was out. Out. Mm. This was that same day or either or, or the day after the New York Stock Exchange. So The Rock had met with people. So maybe his role was a little bit bigger than I originally thought it was, mm-hmm. but I find it really hard to believe that he said, well, I'll do this if you give me the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, and 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 also the way, the way it played out at the Royal Rumble with – Cody pointing at Roman doesn't make any sense. And Rome, the video, the, I know there was two cameras. There was one on set too, but it ended with the video on the camera on Roman, mm-hmm. and like that's what they were going to. 
and nobody knew, especially at that point, uh, what Punk's injury was. That makes more sense to me than The Rock just coming and bogarting his way and saying, "I'm." Well, that's the, the other thing. thing. He would have done it in a span of five days, right? From Sunday to to Friday, right? Or I guess maybe Monday to Friday, mm-hmm. he would have he would have come in and, and changed everything. Like I don't I don't buy any of that. I feel like they've known. They just got a lot of explaining to do. Mm. And, they and never, I think they could explain it tomorrow. I don't know how you do it. Like if you're actually moving forward with Rock and Roman, mm-hmm. tomorrow you there are things that I think you have to do. There are things that like the Rock has to say. He he tagged one of his tweets like the or his Instagram video that he was getting murdered in the tweets uh, the comments about I think he tagged like the last supper mm. so it's like or hashtag or whatever it's like okay so is this it mm-hmm. okay let's do this I'm gonna go out here and be at this Wrestlemania you know conference I'm gonna acknowledge you can even use that word I'm acknowledging Cody Rhodes because mm. he's allowing me to be here but let us be clear I'm not wrestling Roman Reigns for the heavyweight championship. I'm wrestling Roman Reigns for my family's honor. Mm. I'm wrestling Roman Reigns to remind him who the head of the table is. Mm-hmm. And when I'm done, he'll know. And I'm going to go about my business as a member of the WWE board or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And make no mistake about it. This man to my right left, whatever, won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. He's going to face Roman Reigns. And you say the date. Mm-hmm. You say the date and you say the location and the match is set. You have Roman and Cody set with the clear indication that the outcome of the Rock-Roman rant match doesn't matter for Cody finishing his story. Now, I don't know what the hell you do with Cody at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's in this triple threat match or whatever. They're working Drew McIntyre into this Seth Rollins thing with Cody and, somehow. And, Drew, and Drew's worked himself into this stuff. He's done, he, I like, I like, he's done a great job. It's the first job. time I've liked Drew in years. He's done a great job. I just I don't like triple threat matches. Mm-hmm. You could be so cheap with him. Mm-hmm. But if it protects Cody and, it, and every like, – fine, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Do I, don't, I, don't, I think this is too – inside wrestling i don't i don't think this was ever because i think the original plan was what it was and then punk got hurt and they had to pivot but somebody was talking about it was um o'shea jackson did you see his tweet about he said if you want to you can put roman and cody on survivor series because he laid out the history and you tell me if it's actual or not but he said the, the Survivor Series was started because Dusty was dominating with Starcade in November. And Vince started Survivor Series to combat that and to get November in there. Dominated is a tough word. <laughs> well, that's not, that's, that's, a, that's so Survivor. That's that's, a, that's accurate. But this was Survivor Series before Survivor Series. So there was nothing there. That's why it made right. me say dominated. Survivor Series was created to – it was counter-programming. Mm-hmm. And Vince kind of flexed his muscle a little bit mm-hmm. with pay-per-view companies at the time because he had WrestleMania, which was a proven commodity, the right. only proven pay-per-view commodity outside of boxing. Right. Um, so to say dominate, it wasn't dominating against Survivor Series, but it was yeah. dominating because there was nothing else there. Yeah. And Vince came in and put something there. That's a long stretch to get Roman to. Well, 
the the thing about it is you get Roman the record and you get Cody beating Roman at the the pay-per-view that Vince created to crush his dad. Well, what about if he did it at the Garden? That's well. Because, that's what he said too. He said, "Oh, do Survivor Series yeah, at the Garden." He oh, he's got all of it covered. Yeah, he said okay. if it's the, at the Garden, that just adds it to a whole nother thing. So <sighs> that's a long wait. It is. That's a long, long wait. But it's in, but that's when the seven only, more months. Yeah, the, there's only one of. It's actually before the other time you would do it, which would be next WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and it's after SummerSlam where you want to do it. I there's think, a bash in Berlin too that I know yeah, that they're doing. I, think he I don't even that know what too. that. Like some of that Australia stuff, yeah. Germany, all that. Well, Australia's in a couple weeks. Yeah, I like that idea. I like Survivor Series. I don't know what you're doing, SummerSlam. You're gonna be able to you you gonna you 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 held you did a great you held people's attention for an entire year, and it worked. Mm-hmm. There are people who hate it. Those little the the, the the little fans they they hate that Cody lost at WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a gutsy call, but it's worked to perfection. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay it off. Like, can you hold people's attention for Cody Rhodes for another seven months? I think so, because you got Roman. Mm. And but you'll probably is- have Roman in and out. Roman's defended the title like three or four times since since WrestleMania. Yeah, well, that's tough. He, he let he reminded Seth Rollins of that. That was cold. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't like that promo. You didn't like it? No, like, because you did, because, you know why I didn't like it? Because it was all true. <laughs> he he said that title is for all of the guys I beat. Yeah, yeah. You've com- you crap, you, de- <laughs> like you destroyed that, the whole concept of that championship in five minutes. Yeah, the title's stupid anyway. I, I don't disagree, <laughs> which is why I ultimately think what they should do is Cody win that. They merge the two titles, and then they go on to Netflix, and you just go back to what they used to do where guys wrestled on both shows, and you get rid of this dumb idea of the brand split, which isn't even a real thing anymore. Mm. Hasn't been a real thing in years. And I also think you I, I think you put Triple H firmly in charge of, mm. of all creative decision-making, and you remove anyone who has anything to do with Vince McMahon. Uh, there are, and there aren't very off. many left. There's probably it's probably Bruce Pritchard and maybe one or two other guys, but you yeah. remove all of them. They, um, I like O'Shea's idea though. I maybe. like it. I think I think the only thing that I can't remember is like how do you get, what do you do at SummerSlam? How do you get through WrestleMania is like sixty days away? How do you get through it? You just keep on moving. You keep what? on moving. I, I, Rock versus Roman is going to get you. So entertainment tonight wouldn't Seth ha- wouldn't wouldn't Cody have to beat Seth? Yeah, and Seth like would it would be it would be, be the it would be the the Sami Zayn thing. Like people, you know, it, it to me it made no sense for Sami Zayn to win the title, mm-hmm. right? But Sami was crazy over mm-hmm. at that stretch leading into WrestleMania. They threw him on night one with Kevin Owens. They had an incredible match with the Usos. They won the title. That was the beginning of the end of the Bloodline, mm-hmm. and everybody was happy. You better give them something to be happy about. All right, at WrestleMania, at WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes. Yeah, you, yeah, and it might come at it. the expense of Seth Rollins uh, uh, again. Come at this expense of Seth, and then you've got SummerSlam where you can run it all back if you need to. Mm-hmm. Run it all back. Plus, you got the Usos. Plus, you got uh, the women stuff. Like I think, I think Rhea and, and Jade might. Jade yeah, that might one be, could, yeah, that, that, that could I don't want to say main event at SummerSlam, but close to it. Um, 
the Detroit Pistons are finalizing a deal to send guard Monte Morris to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Good. They're so, in fact, it'll be the Detroit Pistons who are shorthanded. <laughs> so the, the funny, thing I, the nice funny thing I was thinking is like when you were telling me that and you weren't wrong, I was like, doesn't that hold true for the Pistons? Oh, though? 100%. They got a yeah. lot of uncertainty of, you know, who's going to be there after tomorrow and all this other stuff. Hey, Will, what do the numbers say about The Rock and Roman at WrestleMania? <laughs> well, um, do you have Roman a website for has... that yet? <laughs> Roman actually has a plus 36 uh, win-loss. <laughs> so 72 wins, 36 defeats. No, that's um, the rock more like is... 76 wins, zero defeats. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just looked up. I heard you guys were talking about it. I was like, let's pull up some wrestling stats. I know if these are right. What, but, are, what website yeah. are you on to pull up wrestling stats? I love this. <laughs> Wrestlingdata.com. That's tremendous. I, I love it. <laughs> Oh, I no, love I'm, it so much. I'm I'm looking right now. Roman is seven ninety five and three twenty three. This says percentage though. I think, yeah, I still think that's his number of fights though. Fights. Pay per view, he's oh, seventy one and thirty seven. Will found a wrestling number site. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, Will, you are just the absolute best man. In NXT, <laughs> he was fourteen and one. Well. It was good in NXT. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we learned that the Pistons will be shorthanded tonight with uh, Monte Morris headed to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I actually good think that's a too. good pickup for me. I like that for the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's a yeah. good pickup for them, which is a pain in yeah. the ass because I think we play them three times. Damn. Yeah, that sounds well, right. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, will, how are you feeling about tonight's game? Any, 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 any anxiety over playing a bad basketball team the day before the trade deadline? I don't think so. Um, I don't know. Detroit's just so bad in so many different areas, but at the same time, the Kings have shot themselves in the foot so many times mm. where I could see them losing and I don't want it to be the, the fallback on the first game after a long road trip. Like, Oh, I can't wait. We have wait. to hear that multiple times tonight. Everybody take a shot whenever that's said. Oh, no. It's Everybody gonna take a drink. Oh, if no. they get down, it's going to happen. But, I mean, you look at Detroit, and they just, they're the classic team where they're bad on offense, they're bad on defense. So the Kings will have to be bad in so many different in order to lose. It, it's possible, but the big thing for me is just don't have forced turnovers that we see with, I think it was Memphis. Came back and won, but they turned it over a lot. Stairs, and we've seen that with some other uh, bad teams that played this year, yeah. especially with the Pistons. They averaged the lowest points off turnovers in the uh, where'd it go? Person here, 13 points. Mm. Uh, and they turned over the Pistons, turned the ball over 15 point times, mm. second most in the league. So it's something where they should have the advantage in the possession game, mm -hmm. but that's one ways that I could see them losing tonight is just being sloppy with the ball. Uh, that and that's kind of well. I'm trying to think back to that first game. I thought they were happy early on, and then they cleaned it up as the game went along. But I also remember Pistons just just shooting the lights out from beyond the arc. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, especially Bojan to start. Yeah, Bojan cooking. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm looking. That's it's a, right. They hit a ton of threes. Yeah, especially yeah. in that first like seven to ten in the first quarter or something like that. Um, and, and it feels like if the King once the exactly game got regular, yeah, once the game got regular. <laughs> Things smoothed out, and the Kings were able to enforce their will on on this Pistons team. Is there any way outside of hitting threes 
that the the 49ers that the Pistons Where's your head at <laughs> that the Pistons can make this a game outside like if they yeah. if they're shooting what they normally shoot from 3 is do they have enough scoring inside like you talked about they don't really score turnovers and things of that nature mm-hmm. where can where can they be effective if they're not hitting a three ball yeah i looked really hard for the swing stat it's tough uh for a game like this but i wanted to try and find something for that exact type of question and i ended up on second chance points pistons in their wins they average 18.2 second chance points and give up 10.3 so in their wins they're winning that battle by about eight points in their losses they have 13.5 and give up 14.6 so they're losing that battle by a point in their losses so second chance points offensive rebounds to me are very much just a hustle stat like are you going to go after the ball are you going to let your opponent outwork you and again that kind of gets into the effort against a bad team so that's what stood out to me as another possibility kenny Mm. is if they kind of get a lot of second chance points and the Kings just aren't finishing those defensive possessions. So two things. I just had this weird. Marvin's not going to be in Sacramento this year, is he? No, no, he missed it. Because Washington's oh, already been oh, here. Man. And then the Pistons games tonight. Like, he, we, we, no, we don't no get Marvin. to see Marvin this year. Yeah, no Marvin. Oh, no Marvin. man. He was playing well last night. On the way of Flipside. Hey, he's done some good things in Washington. Um, you guys were talking about the way that the Pistons shot the first time these two teams played. They scored 47 points in the first quarter and 48 in the next two. (laughs) They scored 18 points in the second quarter. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. Well, more, 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 more than, and they scored 15 in the fourth quarter, but more insane than like they stink. They scored 47 against Sacramento in the first quarter. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's crazy. And as frustrated as I think we all were, I'll speak for myself. (laughs) They can't keep shooting like this. No, there's no No, way. There's no way. They're hitting everything, but I mean, they they got some. I say this all the time about almost every team, and they're six and forty three. Like they're no good, but they have some ball players. They have guys that Mm -hmm. I think are talented, and I think I think the first time Cade did not play, I think Cade is playing tonight. So. You know, he's still questionable on the latest injury report. Okay. Same as Bojan. Okay. Mm. I think Bojan being out will be a huge thing because he can get going like at any time. He's a he bucket. He and he's the type of guy who, when he gets hot, the team will just feed him. Like there's no, no restraint in his shots when he gets going. So mm. I think if he's out, I'm feeling a lot more comfortable. But you never know who's going to get on a heater, and wow. he definitely can. Well, also, beat that player. also the Kings um, played without Harrison Barnes that first time around. Well, not <laughs> literally played without Harrison Barnes. Just <laughs> they, kind of figured they hadn't had a conversation with Harrison at that point. The, they haven't had the conversation with Harrison yet. Come on, man! <laughs> hey, hey, hold on, man! Come on. Harrison played fourteen minutes, zero for one, one rebound, was, one assist, no points. That was a different Harrison. That was a different HB. Now this guy's shooting. Eight threes a game. He gonna have twenty. He gonna have twenty plus tonight. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Okay. Harrison about to have twenty plus. He back. Averages say that's what he's gonna do. Yeah. Who's the third leading scorer the Kings needed? Well, it's Harrison Barnes. Who knew? For real. Boy. Well, prepare, prepare to prepare to uh, whoop Will Z's ass. 
Just looking at the new preview by the numbers over on WillZStats.com. Over the last 16 games, Domas is shooting 68.9% from the field. Mm. Let this be my official request for more Sabonis field goal attempts. Yep. Get him, everybody. Yeah, duck, Will. <laughs> d- yeah. D- d- hide, no, I Will. I was listening yesterday. I was driving down to my parents uh, in the afternoon, and I wanted so badly just to send you all the numbers to back you up, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Damian. I think, and maybe it's more like game-by-game base, but Sabona, he's too good of an offensive player to not take more shots. And it's he's just, I mean, they're 10-4 and four when he takes 15 field goals or more. That's not fifteen is not that much, mm-hmm. like, and that's a pretty impressive winning percentage based on that. It's one of those things where he, I think, teams expect him to pass and are ready for it. And I, just, I don't know, especially tonight against the Pistons, he scored thirty-seven against them last game. He should feast inside, like they can't stop him mm-hmm. down low. And maybe we see it again tonight. Maybe the Pistons send double teams right at him and he can't get those shots up. But over the season, I'd like to see him shoot more. But that gets into the age-old question of where are those shots coming from. And I don't have a good answer for that. I I don't know. Well, I think it's less of a game-by-game situation, more of just a game situation. Like if there's mm-hmm. if he's ma- if he's doing what he does and he's making those passes that convert his assist if they fall but they're not falling, I think he can recognize that and go. Let me see if I can get a basket. I think he's constantly trying to, yo, know, hurt or miss, HB missed. That's all right. I'm gonna get them the ball back because the next one's gonna b- drop. I'm gonna get them the ball back. The next one's gonna drop. And it's a great way of thinking. Like what do you always say, Casey? Yo, if the three's open, like shoot it. Mm-hmm. it but there are times where it's like, hey, get a basket. Just get a basket, and I feel like Domas is capable of creating his own shot in that sense. I, I, I completely understand that. And, and Again, I'm not asking him to shoot 20 times a game. That's not what I'm asking. Right, and I think both of you guys, because I'll lump Will Z in this, even though he didn't say anything, mm-hmm. both of you guys' problem was the delivery, not necessarily what you were saying. <laughs> Damien comes mm-hmm. on here and says, I need Domas to do more. That's not what I- It should have been like, hey, Domas, shoot that ball, big dog. You you assume sixty eight percent. I got faith in you, big dog. Like, don't that sound different? No, I, that's not what I said. He came on here. He said, "Domas, you you're dragging your feet out there. You need to step your game up. We got beat down in Cleveland last night because of you. Pick your game up." I shouldn't even come in when you're not here. <laughs> it's just every t- like when Kenny can't make it, the show's canceled. You know, point in doing this because I don't need this. I don't need this. <laughs> this is not what happened. Oh, um, give me the swing stat one more time. You said it was second chance points. Yeah, second okay. chance points. Um, again, just don't let them get the easy putbacks and the easy buckets on those second looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kings have done, they're the best team in the league at limiting those looks. They only give up 11.8 per game. That's least in the NBA. So not something that I anticipate being a problem but more just looking on how they could things could possibly go sideways. Man, looking back at this box score, that's pretty wild that Domas scored 37 points in a game that Keegan scored 32, De'Aaron scored 26, and Malik scored 20. Jeez. 
Yeah. But as you mentioned, Harrison Barnes was out this game. Now, now he's about to go to work. Now he's about to be the one with uh, 32. <laughs> he's taking yeah. Keegan's points tonight. Uh, great stuff, Will. As always, we appreciate you, my friend, and we will see you back here for Kings Nuggets on Friday. Looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Care, Will. Thanks, Will. Whoops. Got rid of the whole layout. Look oh. at that. There we go. Oh. All right. Thanks, Will. I was looking at Will's jacket, wondering, like, was he just outside? <laughs> Will got his raincoat on. We'll come back. Um, I know you want to talk 49ers. We'll do that. Uh, we'll talk more Kings basketball. Of course, we got our phones open. We mentioned that trade uh, involving the Detroit Pistons. The Timberwolves are sending Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. in a second-round pick uh, to Detroit in exchange uh, for Monte Morris. Are there more deals on the way? Stay tuned to find out. Steal the one KC brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Jump in the chat. Let a few too met Casey. It at Sky River or anyone. Apparently Kenny was popular. It's amazing. We've been together. Did we the show the together. Play. I was with him the time. Nobody meet me. I was with him the whole time. Out there in Ecuador. Yeah, the streets open. They say it's open. That's what they just kind of sneaky open. Don't tell nobody. Yo, Sky River at any point over the next days. Walk into that humidor, man. It's where it's at. It is a five-star experience. It is fire. I also heard. And you won't miss the. No, no, they'll take Which care. we were. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't. Shout out short. to our guy, Alan, yeah. make sure that. He Alan, always man. takes yeah. care of he us. Always, um, they also took uh, my man, Jerron. He was telling me um, they got a 24-hour breakfast for now. 24 hours. Mm. Those things that was kind of, I think 32 brews to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But the um, the the restaurants that they had in there, mm-hmm. I don't know if they were always two hours. Mm-hmm. But he said the breakfast spot they just opened. 24 hours so you leaving the club i know we used to go to sherry's down in mm-hmm. afterwards sherry's ain't really popping like that no more you leave the club you can go to sky river get you some breakfast do that yeah do that and wind I down mean, with a cigar before before you go to the usher brunch on saturday you maybe go get some stuff off solomon vinyl uh saturday uh we'll be downtown dealing with kc hosting uh our first ever r&b brunch uh, at Solomon Vinyl beginning at 11 o'clock. Uh, I've got the link to reserve your table or reserve your spot. You could do one or depending on what you want to do that night. You could reserve a table. You could reserve a spot. Um, but those reservations will fill up quick. It's on my IG page right now. I think it's on 1025's IG page right now. Uh, HOF is better. Solomon Vinyl, Abs one. It's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, our man Complex is going to be out there. It's going to be the first time Complex is mixed oh, in snap. Sacramento. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. It's about to go down. And oh, by the way, all this stuff that's happening outside right now, mm. that's gone. Mm. That's gone this weekend. Yeah. yeah I was, the, I was I'm, that last I'm not week. saying it's warm this weekend. Yeah, it is a little chilly. I'm just it saying the sun will be out that's and right. the rain will be gone. Uh, so come through and hang out. We're really, really, it's the perfect lead in to uh, Usher's halftime performance in the Super Bowl. And I was at uh, Solomon Vinyl for R&B brunch the day of the Packers game, mm-hmm. the 49ers-Packers game. And they was outside. Oh, yeah, we, we, getting, we getting ready, baby. It's going to be – this is going to be that times 20. Yeah, we getting ready, baby. The Super Bowl going down this Sunday. Niners up in that thing. Boy, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm also getting charged up because I just – I'm listening to stuff, man. It's – you know, maybe Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the, the Chiefs to just, you know, I don't know. I don't know how the little old Niners will be able to overcome. I don't know what the Vegas odd makers are thinking. They're clearly just trying to get some money 
you know, and get get you to play on both sides. Because how would the Niners be favored, you know, in this game? Patrick Mahomes, you know, never bet against him. Little old Niners, just there for the ride, just there to have a good time. That's what it sounds like. I don't know. I don't know, man. What? What? Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just so, hearing. It's just little old Niners. Something. Little old Niners. So, something. Something seems to be bothering you. <laughs> no, not this. What? I just I'm just listening to people talk about the game, and is you know, it, it's, it's all. It's Patrick Mahomes. How can it, you bet against him? Is it the don't? So, so the don't bet against Patrick Mahomes narrative is is bothering well, you. Well, I mean, there's that. They also just flat out think the Chiefs are better. You know, I've heard people talking about the Niners would be the fourth best team in the AFC if they were in the AFC. You know, that's been said on wax. You know, just, hey, man. Hey, what you going to do? Just You just try to show up and do what you can if you're the little old 49ers, you know? I don't know. Kelsey, you know, you got him. The Chiefs defense is is amazing. Now, now that's you know, a shoot, it's, though. It's, it's that's amazing. the second-best scoring defense yeah. in the league. Like, that's that's a shoot. There's no narrative behind the, that. Well, that's the third, isn't the third best the 49ers? Yeah. And they can't stop a nosebleed, according well. to people. Well, you know, they can't so, stop a nosebleed. Okay. Like I said, now, now, now the Lions, they had their way with the 49ers in one half for sure. Mm-hmm. But this whole thing, you know, Aaron Jones <laughs> ran all over the 49ers. So, all right. I mean, he, he ran he ran well. This is a serious question. Mm-hmm. Did you have any idea that the Sacramento Kings actually play Sunday? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I have, they play they at play? noon. You won't miss anything. Oklahoma City. I thought it was okay. They play at noon. I had no idea. I didn't know that until like last night. Until like two days ago, three (laughs) days ago. I was like, oh, the Kings play. Now, salute. They're getting all of the games will be over. You you won't miss anything. But I had absolutely no clue that the Sacramento Kings NBA does a good job with that. Kings, uh, actually they have. The last time they (laughs) – Last time I think I could be wrong. Last time they had a game on Super Bowl Sunday, I think it was Kings Clippers. De'Aaron Fox goes crazy, gets the Kings to twelve and eleven. We do the show the next day, talking about oh boy they over five hundred. We was at home, mm-hmm. uh, and then they lost nine straight. Oh, <laughs> the first time. Remember the first time? Because remember, uh, was that the Super Bowl? It was the Super Bowl. Super Bowl Sunday, and Ramona Shelburne came on. That's couple, right. Like a week later, I was like, yeah, I had a story ready after Fox went off against the Clippers, and yeah. then they haven't won since. So I can't That's <laughs> right. So the second the Kings won a game, Ramona put her story out and did the media <laughs> round. She was like, I had to get this joint out there. Yeah. So I did, But, yeah, I didn't know until like a day, like the last night that they were playing this Sunday. Mm. Yeah. I – uh. But, you know, I mean, that's it's going to be a nice consolation prize for me, you know, to see the Kings because – Niners, so they're just little old Niners. Okay. Everybody can run against the Niners. Everybody's just too dynamic. Well, you know how you know how recency bias plays into this. Like they didn't play well in a half mm-hmm. versus uh Detroit. I don't know why the second half gets ignored. <laughs> I find I find that so odd because that's very literally the last thing you saw. Well, the thing but, about that I think is people think the coach cost them the game by not going for it on or by going for it on two fourth downs so it wasn't the Niners who did anything it was the it was uh Dan Campbell mm. and Andy Reid ain't Dan Campbell which he's not uh but yeah you know that won't 
That won't happen this time. The Chiefs mm. got opportunities. They're going to play it smart and they're going to execute. Then the Niners just won't have a chance. Oh. Okay. Mm. Well, All right. my thoughts on this are <laughs> um, obviously Patrick Mahomes is an incredible wild card in this game. Mm-hmm. I think Christian McCaffrey's the one for San Francisco. Mm, we he, on the same page. He's the one where I'm watching, like, if the 49ers win this game, I think he winds up beating the MVP. Mm. And if the 49ers win this game, I think we're we're having memories of a, a five-yard run, six-yard run, seven-yard run mm-hmm. that turned into a 67, 68, 69-yard run. Mm. Um, he is so incredibly dynamic. And if he can get them to break – once, I think it opens things up so much for San Francisco. I, I got my eye on Christian McCaffrey in this game, and I don't know that I told you this, in my, and I, but I, but I said it on the show yesterday. My opinion hasn't wavered since the match has been set. I keep expecting it to, but it hasn't. I keep going back to the same thing. I keep going back to Christian McCaffrey and back to the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think that obviously I do. Like I, I would. I don't know if I'd ever feel like the Niners were going to lose the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'd feel that way. Uh, but if they did, if I did feel that way, I'd tell you. But um, I think the Chiefs are a tough matchup for sure. I respect the defense that they play. Um, but I just think – I think the Niners are going to have something for that defense. I don't want to say light up or anything like that, but I think they'll have something for that defense. I think they'll – I think offensively – I think the I think the Niners will get to thirty. Mm. Really? Yeah, I think the Niners okay. get to thirty. All right. I think the combination of Christian McCaffrey and Debo, when you talk about playmakers, when you talk about guys that it's hard to match up with, I think that's gonna be too much for Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And we haven't even talked about Brandon Ayuk mm-hmm. and we hadn't talked about George Kittle. Mm-hmm. And then a guy like Juwan Jennings on third down, when you think you got everybody covered. Who's matching up with Juwan Jennings? Maybe they got enough guys to do that for sure. Um, but I think that's the case. I think everybody is overlooking because they've won, which is the most important thing, although it's not really the most important thing when it comes to Brock, but that's all another story. But it's the most important thing that they won. But this Chiefs offense hasn't looked right for months now. And it's not the same offense mm-hmm. that we're used to traditionally with the Chiefs. They're getting by. They're game plan in the right way, but I don't think this offense is near. I know this offense isn't nearly as explosive as it was in the past. And I don't think, like, I think they'll try to go station to station with the 49ers, which if I think the 49ers are putting up 30, that's going to require the Chiefs to be perfect on the offensive end. They won't be able to not score for a half like they did in the AFC Championship game. They won't be able to not score in the fourth quarter the way they did against Buffalo. Mm. They're going to have to be perfect if they're trying to go station to station and make these long drives. And I think at some point, whether you know the drive stalls out, a turnover or something like that, they'll slip up. And I, I think I think the 49ers offense is going to have a day. Hmm. I'm all for it. I don't think that's going to – that's not that, that that's not my opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't think both teams are going to play perfect in this game. And if they do play perfect, I think it's going to be closer to perfect on the defensive end rather than the offensive end. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to be a low-scoring game. This is going to be LSU and Bama. But I, I would be pleasantly surprised if the San Francisco 49ers got to 30. 
Mm. Um, I see something a little more low scoring than that. And I think about that often. I mean, go back to the, the man, man, these, these games, they feel like they go by so quick. Um, and I think this is going to be a game of like the same magnitude. And I don't mean like the game. I mean, our consumption of the game. I mean, when play starts and the clock stops, starts moving, I feel like these games go so quick because you see uh, teams, or at least we have lately, and maybe that's just because I've been so hyper-focused on the San Francisco 49ers, teams trying to rush the ball, trying to move the ball. Mm-hmm. And the game tends to go a little faster when you do that. There's no clock stoppages. Just everything is moving, 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 moving. Uh, and before you know it, you're a quarter and a half into this thing, halftime, six minutes away, mm-hmm. and it's three to zero. Um I don't, man. I, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards this. I'm, I'm with the San Francisco 49ers on this one. I'm just struggling to see 30. I'd mm. be pleasantly surprised if they got there, but I don't see 30 for Kansas City either. Mm. Uh, I don't see either one of those defenses giving up that many points. Yeah, I, I, I think the Niners will be able to do it. I think they're, they'll have their offense all hands on deck. If we got to give the ball to Christian McCaffrey X amount of time, like every time. Any turnovers in this game? Uh, I'll say yes. Okay. I'll say yes. I don't know. By, it might be by the Niners. I don't, I don't know. But I'll, I'll say. I don't think there'll be more than one on each side, but I'm actually leaning closer to zero. Mm. Mm. I see you. They had a, uh, your boy, mm. Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal. Not mine. I don't know <laughs> how that <laughs> they, happened. They had. They, I wish I could remember all of them, but they had like the prop bet podcast they do this every every year have mm-hmm. you heard the story about so they people who listen they they've heard this story but they they have like a, a gary russell prop bet of the year and i don't remember the year it happened or whatever but they picked like gary russell i, don't, I forgot what team it was the guy's name was gary russell some obscure player right and the prop was does he score the first touchdown or something like that mm-hmm. and they talked about it on the podcast and Cousin Sal was like, yeah, I'm picking Gary Russell to score the first touchdown. That's that's the wild bet of the day or whatever. So they have that, and they talk about these people. They're at a Super Bowl party. Gary Russell scores the first touchdown or score any touchdown or whatever. And, like, the guy starts laughing like, oh, that's crazy. And then he sees to the other side, this other girl starts laughing like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. And they look at each other like, were you listening to the uh, Simmons and Cousin Sal? They're like, yeah, like that. They're, they're the only two people in the room. Mm. Those people got married. <laughs> <laughs> they end up meeting each other and getting married because of that podcast. Just a weird little story. But one of the funny props they had. Now I'll ask you this question. Over under your love of Bill Simmons is my favorite thing. I'll tell you who it is. It's Sal. Sal's okay. Sal's hilarious. No, that's fine. I listen to Simmons, but Sal's yeah, hilarious. Fine. Okay. Do you jersey number for the first touchdown of the game over under nineteen and a half? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> that's a good one. So when you're talking over, you're talking Kittle, Kelsey, yeah, McCaffrey, yeah. Uh, who else is in there? I'm drawing a yeah, blank. Yeah, I, I, I'm drawing a blank. Under, you're talking Brock Mahomes, Debo, Ayuk, Pacheco. Yeah, I mean, number I guess wise, Rice is in there the too. over, but yeah, that's why I don't. I think I'll go stuff. under. That's why I don't. Well, no, I think I'd go over because I think, I think McCaffrey. Oh yeah, so yeah. over you oh, go over I go yeah over. okay yeah um. 
I love the prop. I saw some prop bets on halftime. Like, what would Usher's mm. first song be? Uh, and they're like, yeah, OMG, I think, are, are the favorites. What was the other one? I think DJ Got Us Falling in Love Again was another one that was up there. Did you see the tweet today? of What's your, what's the, your favorite Usher song? Um, oh, man. Probably Bad Girl. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. I Although think I was listening to Burn on the way in. He got, I mean, he got some ones that I love. I forgot what record. We have singing. one today at 420, and I can't remember what it is. I love singing. I, his best record to me is Superstar. Okay. That's that's his best record, in my opinion. But I love singing um, Bad Habits. I love that song. That's what, that was yesterday. Yeah, I love Bad Habits. It, I love that song. Damn complex. Ain't put, it, put, the, put, the, put the hit in yet. And then obviously Nice and Slow is on there as well. Nice yeah, like we, 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 Nice and Slow, You Don't Have to Call, yeah. um, My Way. Yeah, there's some smashes on there. But his first song, I think, I'll put it on Wax right now. I think it'll be Yeah. I think it's Yeah, too. It's but either the, Yeah or Oh My God, OMG. It should so, be Yeah. So if it's not Yeah, I think Ludacris might come out. Mm. If it's OMG, like like if if, if OMG start, oh well now Pitbull's on that joint. No, Pitbull Pitbull's on DJ Got Us Fallen in Love Again. Mm-hmm. Who's on OMG? Will I am? Will I am, yeah. Mm. Mm. Hey, shout out to Usher. Shout Got a new album, announced his tour. Announced his tour. Did you look at his tour? Did you happen to yeah, look at I that? Saw it. I saw that, it. No, that was pretty that's the, I'm not I'm not as frustrated as I was before. Yeah, it, it seems like he's got a specific plan. It's a two for, month tour. Mm-hmm. The 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 st- well August to October, so October. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a two month tour, yeah. mostly on the weekends. Double stops in a couple of places, including Oakland, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And we've been led to believe the reason. Uh, like Lizzie's asking, is Usher skipping Sacramento? Yeah, he's doing Oakland, but I think he's only in Oakland and L.A. Like he's not. Yeah, he's it's, not doing the whole state. Yeah, it, that's all he's doing, even close to here. Right. And then he, you know, gets back over into Texas. I don't even remember if Phoenix is on there. I don't think it is. But the idea is the shore is quick, the tour is quick, and limited stops, so he can get back to Vegas. And then he's back in Vegas. You see, I don't know if this is new or not. Um, did you see who's who's doing a little something in Vegas? My girl Mariah Carey. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see that. I think that. it's like two weeks in April or something like that. Mm. Vegas no, D-Lo. Tell me how it is. <laughs> tell me how it is. I saw, I saw, I was watching. Uh, oh, uh, man, I think I see Mitch's name on the board. Oh, snap. Man, we ain't heard from Mitch. Yeah, we, well, know, let's get Jeremy first, not because Jeremy been waiting. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Jay? What's going on, fellas? Friday What's up, night Jeremy? was awesome, man. Just calling in for the first time from Vegas. Want to say what up and thank you. Yes, hey, sir. Let's go, baby. Uh, yeah. What's man. the vibes out there, man? What's it looking like right now? Well, man, after I drove through that ten hour monsoon, that was crazy. Pretty nice and sunny today, I'll tell you what. But man, it was raining like a all mug the whole way. <laughs> but uh, you I'm know, glad you made it safe. Yeah, man. You know, you fight through that storm and get through anything. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. Anyways, I just want to say it was a pleasure talking with you guys, man. Thanks for all the good advice. And uh, I'm not going to change the topics on you, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get Mitch in there. It's always fun to listen to me. <laughs> My man. It's all love, Dick. Appreciate dog. you, Jeremy. Thank you, brother. Good luck out there, man. Yeah. Uh, Mitch, 
What's up, buddy? What, what's happening? Uh, Jesse's giving me the plea to 50? I didn't even hear you. He didn't even say hello or anything like that. No, that, <laughs> hey, no, we were just, hey, we were we, we saw your name on the board. We were just ready to talk to you. Oh, that's how it comes up? Does, yeah. Does, does that mug file? It says, that dude Mitch. Yeah. Are you guys safe? Did it rain? The whole state of California was pretty bad in Southern California, right? It is. It is. We're we're good here. We had a lot of wind. Um, you know, some people still without power. So you know, uh, shout out to everybody that's you know still trying to shift through all that. But luckily, for myself, I can't speak for Damien, but uh, I didn't have any issues with with the weather. I'm, I'm okay. Aside from my son almost flying away, everything yeah. everything was fine. All right, and Damien, hopefully things will get better. Um. I think the four nines on a roll. I think the offense is going to click. I know Kansas is a good defense, but I think we've got too much ammunition. I think we could win with Sam Donald, quarterback, who's, well, who's probably the best backup. Settle down. The let's, let's not let's let's not go there. I know he's your USC boy, but let's settle down. I know. I'm thinking about Elijah Mitchell, Chris McCaffrey, Ayuk, Ayuk. Come on, Kittle. Jennings is pretty good, and of course Debo, man, he's he's an awesome man. He reminds you of Reggie Bush. That's just me. Reminds you of Reggie Bush? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he does. Both the same. But well, Debo's a better player. Okay, I'll give you that. He's a better player. Reggie in college right? was amazing. What's that? Reggie in college was amazing. Yeah, Debo. Debo. Debo said went to Ohio State, right? No, he went to South Carolina. And I said Reggie Bush oh, in college was amazing. Okay. Well, you know, USC is moving to the Big Ten, so it'd be a little easier. They're going to get more victories this year. But 49ers, if they lose, you got to say Kansas City's a dynasty. But Kyle wants this win because he bull- I agree. I agree. Uh, I love I love you, Mitch. agree with everything he said. Yeah, everything. <laughs> Can we just call him Chris McCaffrey moving forward? <laughs> Easy. He's easily Chris McCaffrey from now on. Chris McCaffrey. Chris McCaffrey. Sometimes with Mitch, it's hard to pick my favorite part of the phone call. I'm not sure if it was Ohio State and Debo Samuel. I'm not sure what it was. Oh, man. I oh, also, man. May, we may need to isolate him trying to say Ayuk. <laughs> Ayuk? Who was the first guy? Oh, he said Elijah Mitchell was part of that dynamic duo. Wow. Elijah Mitchell's got like one carry in the last well, four games. And this all comes after his proclamation that Sam Darnold could lead the way for. He, I mean, he could do it. That's where we drew the line, Mitch. We can't have that. Don't want to see Sam Darnold on Sunday unless it's like a blowout. I always wonder, Niners. like, is Mitch listening to the show? Or is he just like, oh, it's. 2.10 in California. I'm going to call D-Lo and KC. I feel like it's the latter. I feel like, yeah, yeah he's driving up. It's 2.30 over there. Time to call the boys. <laughs> I think that's what it is. The only reason the only reason I I, I would take the former possibly is because he does kind of call in topic-ish. Like, oh, yeah, he, true. He, he, calls in, yeah, yeah. he t- talks about that. So maybe he just maybe he doesn't listen for long. Just kind of gets in there, like if we're talking about the the Grammys. Like, oh, the whole show must be about the Grammys. Let me give you my opinion. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's get Jamel in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, Jamel? Boys, what's up, man? KC, nice to have you back, my guy. 
Yes, sir. Hey, I appreciate you, real man. Real quick, real quick to talk about some bonus. I heard y'all uh, talk about some bonus earlier. Mm. I'm tired of everybody getting on some bonus, man. Some bonus is perfectly fine, man. Mm. Perfectly fine. Just like everybody has something to work on, even even D Fox, you know our golden boy, he need to work on his free throws, right? Maybe Sabonis need to work on when he's in a certain part of the key. Maybe I do need to take the shot to go with, you know, with D'Lo was talking about. He wants him to shoot more. Like we keep saying, that's just not who he is. But triple-double after triple-double, double-double after triple-double. I mean, leave the guy alone, man. Let's work on all our flaws as a team and get over the hump. That's all I got. Thank you, boys. No, nah, go to hell, Jamil. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm about sick of all of you. <laughs> See, look, I was about, about to come in for the homie. I was no, like, to be fair, no, I'm about, David I'm about didn't say there was anything wrong you. with him. <laughs> look at, at J Dog. Yeah, just lay off D Lo at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Lay off D Lo. Goodness gracious. Look at look at this. What the hell happened? I can't say nothing on this show. Don't show up to Domas' next press conference because he'll he'll diss you. Oh yeah, he can, No, I'll tell you what. Look like no, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Next time KC ain't here, I just ain't coming. <laughs> I'm just staying at home. Hey, Kenny's off. Cancel the show. Let the insiders go six hours. <laughs> Man, all of y'all, all, 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 all y'all coming in here with the... Oh, my God! <laughs> That's fine. I see y'all. Matter of fact, I'm going to step out right now and let y'all talk boxing. 13th we'll round. James Ham will join us. We're monitoring trades. <laughs> Lack thereof. Zilo and Casey here. Continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. So I just tagged you on something. Single will perform eight shows. We got to close this. The single will perform eight shows between April 12th and April 27th. That's Mariah Carey. Oh, I'm going to have to go see Mimi. I got to talk to wife mm-hmm. into that one. That's my girl. That's what, that's what I was about to say. I saw the. Uh, and I do think she's only doing the one album. That, and that's my favorite album. Not that I don't like any other songs, but that's that's the one right there. Did you see? Oh, man. What is the guy's name? Um. Damn. You better not have tagged me in that Drake video. <laughs> no, hell no. I have no. No. Um, Byron, what's the guy's name? The media guy? The black guy? Byron. Uh, Allen? Byron Allen. Did you see his awards over the weekend? No. So it was, The Rock was honored. I think it's basically like they get honorees um, for, their, for their awards. And it was The Rock. There was like six of them. But the only ones I saw was The Rock, Raya Carey, and Eddie Murphy. And Mariah looks fabulous. Oh man, Mariah. Well, looks Mariah great. was at the Grammys. I didn't even see. She her presented Grammys. Miley Cyrus with the award. Uh, yeah, she it. looked incredible. Mariah's. She, she looks. She looks. She looks absolutely incredible. Yeah. What? So what's going so on right man, now? Somebody's at the top the, of the spear, or they were. Yo, that is crazy. That is insane. How did he get up there? I do. That is crazy. He's since been arrested. Yeah. Well, yeah, but how this sphere is, it, it, for those who haven't seen it, it is the wildest thing. It literally looks like an ant at the top of it. <laughs> it's yeah. tiny. Yeah. Well, that's the, it is the, this, like, how did he get up there? Wow. Did you see, have you, because obviously it's tagged with the, with the Super Bowl rings. Did you see when they, when they're putting the helmets on? I just, I, yeah. That's that's big time. Vegas. Have so, you seen this thing there. yet? Mm, in yeah. person? Did I see it? No, I didn't see it. It wasn't done. 
when, when this I thing by is it. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the sphere is phenomenal. That thing. And shout out to the Venetian in the wind who now charge extra to have rooms where you look out <laughs> and there's the, the sphere right out your window. Big ups. That's smart. Got to get paid. That's smart. Uh, so I haven't been there, obviously, but it feels like uh, I'm going to need a Vegas Super Bowl fairly soon again. Vegas, Vegas, they, they, they know how to handle the big events. Real quick, I'm watching this video of the guy. He's just climbing at the sphere like it's a fence. Really? It's there's insane. a there's a video of the dude actually wow. climbing up it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tag you guys right now. Yeah, we gotta we gotta he put this video on the screen. Mind. Oh, I forgot. This is James's damn. God damn it. Never mind. I can't put it up on the screen. He I gotta figure out how to mind. when I come in. I gotta start logging out. That way, I have my profile back up and not James's. Oh my! But God. I need to see this dude climb Look at this, this guy. Gear. Look at him. He's just climbing it like it's the hell in a cell. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's amazing. It, it's Mick Foley climbing the top to meet The Undertaker. That's he's what he's doing. He's got a GoPro on. My man has no safety or nothing. Like, nah, if he's he falls, an he's an it's idiot. just over. He's an idiot. That's ridiculous. I'm, like, getting and butterflies I- in my stomach watching him climb it. And, like, the video that we're seeing, like, he's – Fairly low on the sphere right now. Yeah. Looks, oh, now he's getting higher. He's in the middle. <coughs> wow. This is nuts. I wonder what, though, I get, I get, there's clearly grips or something there that's allowing him to, you know, have placement he's like it, like he was. It's just he can't lose his balance or, ooh, it's a tragic scene out there in Las Vegas. Oof. The other question is, how did they arrest him? Helicopters. Because I'm like, is there a video of him coming down from the sphere? I think that, well, they got him with the helicopters. There was helicopters circling the sphere when he was up there. And I'm assuming they got him that way. Well, that in itself has to be pretty dangerous, yeah. right? Because yeah. this, the the propeller creates wind. It like, well, yeah, could have knocked you him gotta, off of the sphere. You got to send someone down there to get him, too. You can't just like shoot the ladder down there like, hey, see, now hey, hey, you got to send a message. So now I need bro. to see this guy arrested. Now, like, you, I need to see video of the man being you, arrested. You, you got to send a message to this guy. Throw the book at him, Dano. Gets a year in jail. You can't, you can't, you can't have people just doing this. Yeah, that like if he climbed it that easily, too, like you just climb the side of the sphere. Yeah, like, a, like, like a oh, a misdemeanor or, you know, uh, you pay a fine like that can't happen. Get him a year in jail. Throw the oh, book at him, Dano. Oh, dear. So I clicked on, oh, dear. I'm learning all sorts of stuff. I was just not prepared for any of this. I got a guy climbing the sphere. I I, I click on, I, I think this guy's a, I thought he was a reporter of some sorts in, in Vegas, but he's just, he just, he just has this stuff posted. And I clicked on uh, the profile, the video we were watching where, where it has the side-by-side video with the GoPro and all that. Mm-hmm. Scrolled a little bit down, and I'm seeing this headline for the first time. The family of young Chiefs fan is suing after Deadspin reporter Karen Phillips accused the boy of wearing blackface. Oh, snap. <laughs> I remember that was a few months ago, that story. <laughs> oh, Man. Oh, that is a tough look for. Wow, that's a tough look for Brody. That is tough, tough, tough. So I'm scrolling too, and 
they said this guy's done this stunt in other cities. We're talking about the sphere guy? Yeah. Yeah, so the sphere guy, I guess police told him he had to go through the top of the sphere to get down. I'm assuming there's like some trap door on the top. He climbed. That's incredible. I'm assuming there's that's a what it is. There's a trap door at the top of the sphere? There's got to be like a door at the top of the sphere because I read the article. It says police told him to go through the top to get down. <laughs> or what? Or die. Or like you, ain't, you ain't getting down any other well, way. See, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. Like, <laughs> you want to go to jail or you want to and, and live or do you want to die? I wonder what that guy was like. What what was the plan? Did he know, okay, like they're going to come arrest me with a helicopter or maybe he knew there was a trap door up there? Hey, nah, bro. So once again, somebody else tweets, he's done these type of stunts in other cities. Last year for the Super Bowl in Phoenix, he climbed the – I guess it used to be called the Chase Tower, and they got video of that. He's, like, doing the thing where you can fit in between two walls and just climbing up like that, mm-hmm. up this 100-story building. Book him, Dano. This guy needs to be arrested. Dude's a menace. He's got he's to go away for a while. He's got to go. You can't be doing this, man. If I got to the top of this, I'd be frozen. <laughs> Like he's not hurting anyone though. Like he's just risking death. He, he said in the trend though. Otherwise, he's others are going to want to. Others are going to want to climb the sphere. If, 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 if he's arrested, he's risking death for a video, which is incredible. It's, it's, but you know how many dummies will do that nowadays? Well, yeah. And if they're like, oh, they're only going to find me or make there me do idiots community that'll service, risk death to I'll do, do the, it. To do the pod challenge. <laughs> It's Vegas, man. There's some guy at 3 o'clock in the morning, lost all his money. Some guys can tell him, hey, I will give you your money back if you climb the sphere. Boom, that's how it happens. The facts. He needs to be in jail for a year. I'm calling it right now. A year. Now, he could be in. (laughs) If James Dolan, he he threw threw, uh, uh, Charles Oakley out for less. (laughs) If Dolan has anything to do with it, that man going to be away for a decade. James Dolan going to go to the Las Vegas court and find out how long can I put this dude away for, for <laughs> trespassing on my structure. Yeah, he, he got to go. Either send him away for a year. If you want to be up there so bad, you got to stay there for a week. I hate that Dolan owns the sphere. That pisses me off because you have to acknowledge Brody got it right. They did. Man, that thing is incredible. Yeah, he got that. He got and that. I ain't even been inside yet. I had um, a friend who went to the YouTube show for her birthday. It's just incredible. That sounds like it was amazing. I thought the the Grammys performance was stupid though. What happened to the Grammys? Well, they 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 did the they did the they did a lot. They did a shot of YouTube in the sphere of U two in uh-huh. the sphere. I was like, well, I don't think this is live. Like they were because they, it was it, it looked like it was produced. It looked really weird. Like uh-huh. I didn't feel like it really showcased what this the sphere was. Huh. But I don't know. Whatever the um. Yeah, the Grammys. I saw. I saw a lot of it. I didn't see it all, but look fine. The oh, Grammy performance was good. No, the Grammys was a blast. I just meant that particular no, yeah, performance. No, I, I got was you. Kind of. I'm looking at it now. So they were on the sphere instead of inside the sphere. Who was on? That's it? what I'm looking at. Right no, now. no, no. They get no. It goes in. No, they're inside. The camera they're, goes inside. Oh, the camera goes inside. Yeah, the camera goes inside. But it's just a heavily produced thing where it's like I thought they were like going to a live performance. I think they went to. A performance they they put together, and then they gave out an award. Like it was it was, it was fine. It was fine. Let's get lazy in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. What's up, lazy? Yo, D Lo and KC, the two live crew was good, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up, HAL? 
What's popping? Hey, shout out to my brother TC, by the way. Uh, great time at Sky River. Yes, hey, indeed. Uh, I just, yeah, always. Uh, I just want to ask you guys, a, well, first statement and then a question. You don't have to call, oh no, You Remind Me is the best Usher song. That's classic right there. You can put that on. People will sing it word for word. Uh, and also, this is kind of a for the culture question. Who would win in a versus, Usher or Chris Brown? Oh, I we've been over this. Been over we've this been over this so many I times. I think it'd be, it's close. It probably. It's really close. It, it, the, 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 so it, you'd have to treat the audience of a Chris Brown, Usher versus like a jury pool. Mm. Like if I'm Team Usher, I'm I'm advocating for a certain number of older people. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm yeah. if I'm Chris Brown, if I'm Team Chris Brown, I'm advocating for, you know, I'm interviewing people. So, when was the last time you went to a club? <laughs> what do you want in a concert? Like I'm asking questions and you got to you got to split the you got to split the 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 jury. Yeah, that's, I'm that's I'm a tough one. I'm older. I'm leaning out of res- like respect to both. I'm leaning towards Usher. Yeah, it's 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 just. But I'm leaning towards Usher, but it's you it's get tight. Miss P, you get some people Leezy's age. You know they're probably going to lean towards Chris Brown. Yeah, it's tight. Chris Chris Breezy got you got them ones. You got them ones that last forever. So does Usher though. Too. That's yeah, so does saying. Usher. Mm-hmm. It's close. It's, it's it's a fun listen. Uh, you remind me, it's not whatever. the best. Usher no, song. it's not. I, just I love let, that song. Just man. let my man have his moment. <laughs> like it's fine. It's not. he said that's you put that song on. Everybody's singing it. That's every <laughs> Usher song. Lizzy, like you put yeah on. You put you don't have to call like nice and slow hits. What nice what's, ev- what's everybody saying? Everybody telling you what time Seven it is. Seven o'clock on the dot. I'm in my drop top. Come on now. Who else did you say was on the phone? Maddie, hey. my man, 916-909-1320. What's up, Maddie? What's up with the fellow fellas? What's up, man? Man, been a minute. Uh, didn't catch y'all at the uh, Sky River thing thing, but I'll catch you next time. I was time. with y'all spirit. Yeah, we'll I catch was, you yeah, next I time. I just had to do some business, but uh, yeah, man, skirting out to the, to the airport right now, man. About to turn up one time in Vegas. Yeah, man. Oh, let's go. Uh, man. Let's get it. Yeah, it might even hot. Might even might even hop on Tinder, bag some of these little KC honey. Okay, now know, why 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 do we have why why do why they ain't used to the flavor? Okay. They, you got you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know they used to the flavor, D Lo. Hey, show them what Sacramento's all about, Maddie. <laughs> have fun, man. Have fun. Hey, hey man, Tinder's still popping out here. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know nothing about it. The tender's still popping for some of these people, I guess. I live in a different world. <laughs> I'm from another culture. Y'all have y'all have fun. Uh, we mentioned this earlier. Um, the Timberwolves blew a 23-point lead to the Bulls. A couple of notes on that. One's going to sound very familiar. The Timberwolves have blown four fourth-quarter leads of 10 points or more in the last 10 games. Mm. They had zero in the first 41. Jeez. Just a weird quirk to what Minnesota's dealing with right now. Obviously, they're still playing, you know, very well overall. They're still at the top of the Western Conference. However, Rudy Gobert was complaining about the officiating yesterday. Oh, what? And he said no matter how bad it gets, you've got to play through it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that's clearly advice 
I was going to say that's advice the Sacramento Kings need. It's pretty clear at this point that's advice the entire league needs. It's 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 a league wide thing, and it's a couple times a week we hear about the refs now. And it's like, it, it, and I don't know what the I don't know what the league can do about it. I don't I don't maybe I don't know if they recognize what an issue they're officiating has been this season. But man, Jesse's right. Like it's coming up, and it's different people. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like it's the same person complaint. It's different people, different teams, uh, coaches. Players like coaches and players now are willingly taking fines just so they can get off their take about officiating. Yeah. And and if you're the league, you can't really acknowledge it publicly. You know, you still have to go out there and, and protect the refs and protect that integrity of the game, I guess. But it's it's bad, man. It's bad. And it's it, like you say, you, or like Rudy said, you, you just got to play through it. Yeah. You ain't got no choice. Yeah. What you gonna do? Continue to argue, get a, argue, get a technical, uh, hurt your team even more, whatever. Like, you gotta just kind of try your best to block it out of your mind and keep keep pushing. We were talking about this. I just I just looked at our notes and realized we're talking about the sphere. Maddie's clearly going off to have a time in Vegas. <laughs> did you see what the Vegas mayor said? <laughs> yes, I did, Bruh, This is a this. It was a mess before. The Oakland A's Las Vegas situation was a mess before. Now it's an embarrassment. Mm. It's an embarrassment to everyone involved. Not Vegas. I don't think Vegas has anything to be embarrassed about. This is an embarrassment for the A's, for John, uh, for for John Fisher, mm-hmm. and for Major League Baseball. Well, I mean, and a lot of that is like, um, it's like a, a situation where you know the the optics are more important than the than the truth and to a certain degree, right? Because um, the whole thing is the mayor of Las Vegas has nothing to do with that stadium, right? right. She wants it probably in her jurisdiction. The strip where it's going to be at is like Clark County or something mm-hmm. like that. But a lot of people ain't taking that far. That's, that's not, not, not the headline. The Las Vegas A's have the mayor of Las Vegas saying they shouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And she backtracked a little bit uh, later on that night. Yeah, But kinda. the damage is already done. Yeah, like she kind of backtracked, but not really. Like she did, mm-hmm. but then she was also like, <laughs> stay in Oakland. <laughs> she was like, no, we're excited about adding sports and baseball, <laughs> but they should really stay in Oakland. <laughs> and I wonder how much of this is less about the A's and more about Fisher. Mm. We don't want to deal with that dude. That dude's a pain in the ass. Yeah. We don't want nothing to do with that dude. I think that might have a good a good amount to do with it. So I don't I don't know um I don't know what they're gonna do. See Roddy's I really I'm, don't know what they're gonna do. I'm with Roddy, but it's clear that this like Roddy says Major League Baseball has to force a sale, it's the only solution. I agree hundred percent with Roddy, but that's clearly not the way Major League Baseball feels is because the goof who runs Major League Baseball has been backing the other goof who runs the Oakland A's. For a year now, right, and they, 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 the Major League Baseball wants to be in Las Vegas, right. So they're gonna do what they need to do to make sure they're in Las Vegas. They want to be there. What so. a mess, man! What yeah, I, I don't everything know how this sports ends either. Everything sports wise has gone so smoothly for them. Mm-hmm. With you know, obviously the Golden Knights, what they've done has just been incredible. You've got the Raiders there. You got that. It, it, more, and I think this was another the, the kind of a short-sighted thing with people who were frustrated with the with the Raiders move to Las Vegas. They were so focused heavy on the football team. 
and not on that stadium. Mm-hmm. Man, you, I've already I've been to that stadium, not for a football yeah, I gotta game. Get there too. Yeah, like that. Like in in yeah, I I, I told. I think it was this show. I, 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 I talked yesterday about our strike because of all of these shows going oh, to the Bay yeah. Area, how we're going on strike, and now we look at shows in L.A. and Las Vegas. I'm like, now I'm like, man, like my Vegas vibes are on 10. <laughs> Someone coming through, and they're in San Francisco or Oakland, psh, when's the Vegas show? Right. Because that show's going to be on a weekend. You ain't getting a Tuesday nah, nah, show nah. in Las Vegas. Uh-uh. You getting a Friday or Saturday? Mm-hmm. Let's go to Allegiant Stadium or 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 T-Mobile or one of the forty nine venues they have out there. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, nah, I'm, that's, that's, I'm take a hard pass it. on the SAP Center. <laughs> <laughs> the Mecca. <laughs> Ridiculous, dude. And hey, man, but I, this baseball thing is a mess. I really think they should give it up. <laughs> I really think they should give it up, man. But like, give it up, like what does that even mean? They just give move up on to the NBA. Let, let for oh, sure. Vegas should give it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah Vegas should walk away. You from don't this. need it. You've got the yep. NBA coming soon. Just forget it. Vegas should absolutely walk away from that. And look, I I understand, and I understand the emotional component to it, and attachment to people who. Don't want the A's to leave Oakland. I don't want the A's to leave Oakland. But something else to do in Vegas would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like a baseball team in Vegas? That'd be dope. I'll go see some baseball games out there. It'd be dope. But really? they just, absolutely. Uh, hell, look at it like this. It's one way another way to stay out of the heat in the summer until you go yeah, out you, and ten. You, you yeah, but you yeah, but even when you go out, you're going in. That's the same thing you're doing anywhere else. It's like going to a show. Well, well, that's what I mean, though. Like, is is baseball really what you want to do in Vegas? Like, because to me, part of baseball, not that I'm sure stadium baseball is fine, but like, like a baseball park is dope. Like, mm-hmm. there's a there's a feel to that. Mm-hmm. Baseball dome, like, hey, cool. I'm sure it's great. Uh, I'd go do something else. If I ain't got the vibes of baseball, I'd go do something else. That'd be dope to go see a game in Vegas. So I, I, MLB being there is is not an issue at all, um, but this the guy that they don't got think it's going to be successful. I well, just it depends on how they build that ballpark. If they build a fifty thousand uh, seat stadium, forty like it's going to look bad. Mm-hmm. But if they keep it nice and and compact, with the know. idea that the only thing you do there is baseball. Yeah. You never try to do anything else there. You just do all of the big stuff. Yeah, do your baseball. Just do yeah. Have a, have your baseball. I think it will work out. I think mm-hmm. it work out. But um, I don't know if the A situation is going to work out. I think baseball could work out. But how do you fix it? Like if you're like so 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 Vegas walks away. They 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 live to fight another day. They move on to the NBA and the Las Vegas Lebrons. Mm-hmm. Fine. What does Oakland do? Like what what like what do the if, Oakland? What do the A's? Whatever city um, they're attached to, and the city of Oakland do, do or do they go? Are, are we really talking about the Salt Lake City A's at this well, point? They've been talking about that. They've been, uh, I think, Portland is is building a major league stadium in hopes of getting a team. I think it, it, there's. If I was Major League Baseball, what I would do now is I have to make sure the A's play in Vegas. I have to. Mm. It's, and, they, and there's some idiots 
in that in that decision making process. So mm-hmm. maybe they don't lot understand and they don't care. But you know how crazy you would look if this deal didn't go through. This would be one of the worst looks in recent sports memory. So this I'm doing bad. I'm dropping whatever bag off I need to. I'm doing whatever I need to do. But the bags aren't working. We, there was one dropped off before that vote. That, and that's what I'm saying. Even if you got to maybe get a, a a Fisher out of there or something or have him take a sidestep, be like, look, I'm not going to take you from your ownership duty, but this guy needs to come in and be part owner or something like that. But the A's, they have to go to Vegas now. They have to because mm. it would be just a uh, complete embarrassment. If that deal didn't go through. Absolutely dreadful. And I don't want him to. I'm just thinking from a Major League Baseball standpoint. Let's get Ramsey in here. Let him weigh in on this. What's up, Ramsey? Not too much. Not too much. I mean, just doubling back to the point about baseball being indoors or outdoors, it really is not going to make that big of a difference. I've gone to both. I mean, I've been to plenty of games in Arizona where it's a dome at Chase Field. It still feels like baseball. I've been to been to games in Las Vegas, been to the, uh, to their new ballpark where the Aviators, the AAA's team plays at. I think it'll be successful in Vegas. I just don't want to, A, first off, don't want it to be the A's because Las Vegas is a baseball town. But, I, like I said, I don't want it to be the A's. Yeah, I think that's the only way you can make it happen, though, Ramsey. I don't know if you can backtrack off the A's. Unless the only thing that you, you could do, though, is if you if – you, uh, <laughs> If you if you backtrack on the A's, but immediately say expansion is coming, mm. that still looks bad. But at least you're like, no, Vegas is still getting their baseball team. Mm-hmm. We're gonna figure out what we're doing with the A's here. Have you watched indoor baseball? No, I've never been to a dome stadium. I trust Ramsey. Kind. That's his bag. Just, it wouldn't to me. That. It wouldn't bother me. Just the thought of it. I don't mean it. I don't mean that it bothers me. I just mean when you go to a park, there's a vibe to it. Like there's a there's a there's a vibe to a baseball game to me. I've only been to I've been to St. Louis. It was freezing. I can't say I particularly oh. everywhere I've been Yankee Stadium. So those are outdoor parks. The smell of the grass, like it's a vibe. Wait, baseball to it. is meant to be outside. I feel like it, yeah. right? But like if Ramsey says it's the same, then I don't know. Maybe it's the same. It just attractable roof too. You do that, yeah, okay? Well, yeah. I, I mean, you probably would never retract it though. Night games, maybe. <laughs> Night games in – it it's a brisk 98 degrees outside here in the desert. Night games in September and April and May. Like, yeah, from, yeah. from my true. thought, I yeah. mean, Vegas is only Vegas like that in two or three months. Other than that, yeah, it's – that's all during the baseball season. Two months. Two months. You get, two. Like, June, June, July. That's where I feel like it'd be hot. June, July, August, you probably have it hot, but – Hell, they start oh, in yeah, April. Then in September, you got April, yeah. May, then September, October, yeah. November now. Yeah. All right. I'm all for it. Well, we're done with baseball Make it talk happen. for the next three months, so <laughs> uh, we'll come back. Uh, James Ham will join us. Um, phone's in front of us. No deals have been done. Nothing's going to happen. It's no. over. Uh, Shake Milton was the big deal that's going to happen at the trade deadline. Shout Not Shake. Shake. Just, just, just what's happening here today. Uh, and, of course, the Kings will take on the Pistons. We'll talk about that with the insider, James Hamm, uh, here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Mm. Lizzie going to be real happy when we take over at KSFM coming up in the hour. 
Do your thing. We got Do your his, thing. We got his favorite Usher song scheduled for today. Our 420 hit of I the day. I think he's the only person I've ever heard say that's their favorite yes. Usher song. I, I, I think I. I like that song a lot. Co-sign with that. But that's. It's not my favorite. I remember when I when I started over there. You got it bad. Had, that that was one of those hour and fifteen minute records uh, that we were rocking with. Yeah, that was a monster. You got it bad. Um, Chili in the video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a monster. I still say top five. Top five is Confessions Part One. Top, a top five song of, or top five Usher songs. Confessions song Part One. Fire. Ooh. Is Confessions Part Two Ooh. above that or no? Um, I mean, it's probably it's definitely a more popular song. I don't like it as much as really. I like it, but not as much as Confessions. Confessions Part One, or excuse me, Part Two. Oh man, and maybe it's because I've heard it so much that may pay into it as well. But it it might not be a top five song on that album for me. <laughs> okay, for me. All right, that's fine. You got Superstar. You got um, Throwback. You've got. Bro. You've got you. You are that dude, by the way. What I'm you're not the, the dude. Name, guy. No, you are the B side no, guy. Jasmine no, is a B side. No, you're person. the B side guy. Because this no. album has Gat yeah on it. It has Burn on it. Burn is. But I'm talking about. Not, Burn I'm is talking what? About as far as the best Burn is songs, what? not bigger songs. Like, obviously, those are bigger songs. Burn is what? Burn is a, is an average song. <laughs> it's a good to average song. All right. All right. Burn. All right. Burn better than. Uh, uh, that's what it's made for. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's a better song than that. Yeah, like <laughs> that song's fire. What you mean? Bird ain't better than Bad Girl. It's, it's not. Bad Girl's one on that record. That's number one. Superstars. You wasn't at Club. See, you wasn't at you wasn't at Club Ricky's with me. That's no, why. That that's why t- you don't know what it was like when Roundtree hit that. Uh, uh, you know why? I, what I, y'all know about? Uh, I, I, I look. Super I was model. I was at the Hung King Lounge when. Um, that's what it made for. We'll play at the end of the night. I know that much. Well, see, that's the I difference. Know, I know that I, much. I wasn't around at the end of the <laughs> night. I took my ass home. I wasn't going to there's, there's, there's no chance I was going to be at Club Ricky's when the lights came on. Come on, man. It was over. Better fire. find you somebody. It might be third. Better find you somebody. It might be third for me. Burn. Burn. We got to stop pretending like, yeah, it's not a smash. Like, yeah, it's yes. a great song. Yes. Once again, yes. it may yes. be victim of the fact that I've heard that song, that song plays so, so much. much that I'm not overly impressed with it anymore. But Burn is a, Burn. I like Burn. I know all the words. I sing it. You know, it's it, it's part of the classic album that is Confession. So it can't be that bad. But on that album, Burn might be like seven. All right, might be seven. Okay. What's the, uh, can you handle it? Burn is not better than can you handle it? Stop. <laughs> Stop. I'm I'm done. I'm just waiting for James. <laughs> can you handle it? Chatty House, talk just, to me. Can you handle it? Burn is better than can you, you handle just, it? You're just ripping off like every record that wasn't played on the radio. I'm. It, it's not better than, yeah. It's not better than Confessions 2. All right, it's not better than Backup. We're at three already, and then we talk about Superstar. And we talk about Can You Handle It? That's what it's made for. It's not. That's another three. We're at six already. What are we talking about? Okay. It's probably fourth or fifth. <laughs> being honest, fourth or fifth. Burn is fire. You you hating? You hating? You I okay like over song. there? Yeah, J- taking forever. 
James forgot he disconnected one keyboard and plugged it into a different computer. That's why he's. I wish you guys could see James right now. He's he's trying to type his password in on a completely different computer because he plugged the he 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 had to swap out the keyboards. Did we ever tell Jonathan one of the keyboards didn't work? I don't think we ever told him. I don't think we did it. Oh, the so real quick while James is getting that more Usher trivia. I think we talked about this on the on the. show before but we'll bring it up again where i forgot who it was it was uh damn he just finally came out with a song like two or three years ago um i can't remember but it's a songwriter popular songwriter who's written for usher it was like his main guy or whatever the and his whole point was like you never know what's going to be a hit like sometimes what you're looking at and what you think is dope is not like you got to listen to the to record label. They'll tell you what a hit was, and he they talked about yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like the record label came to them with yeah, like yeah, we want this to be your single, mm-hmm. and they were they they. It's funny because they read he says the lines. He's like in the club Some with with my, my homies. homies. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Nobody talks like this. This yeah. is trash. You guys are stupid, and they're like, no, this is gonna be your single, man. Whatever, man. And they put it out, and that's. Yeah, but Usher and uh, and oh man, I'm I'm drawing a blank on who the writer was, but uh, yeah, and in the club, the two biggest records I remember from my first run over there, those were monsters, smash records. Yeah, James is here. There he is. James, nothing is happening today. This is ridiculous. Nothing's Nothing's happening tomorrow. Nothing's happening over the course of the next 21 hours, is it? I, it sure does look that way. That like it's going to be quiet. I this is really. You know, I don't know if we shouldn't, we should have expected something different. I mean, if if it was going to happen, we knew that a couple of weeks ago they were like really, really focused trying to get something done, whether it was Siakam or some other player. But once you get this close, you really do run the risk of like upsetting the apple cart of Mm -hmm. like messing up culture and, and team chemistry and team unity. And I mean, sometimes that's a good thing, but this all of a sudden this group is playing better. I'm just not sure that that they can pull off something that that moves the needle at all at this point. And you know, again, you get to Jan- uh, July 1st, and it resets your roster. And if you made the playoffs, all of a sudden you have seven first round, all seven years of first round picks to work with, and pick swaps and everything else. And you still have basically the same roster outside of outside of a guy like Malik Monk, who you'd hope to retain. Yeah. Um, so now a lot of your players are either on expiring deals that are easier to trade or shorter-term deals that might be easier to trade. So I don't know. It, it kind of feels like it's quiet. It's really quiet. Yeah, and, and I know we're talking King-specific, but it also goes to the whole league. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it. I mean, the deals, the biggest deals were already made. You know what I mean? Like if Pascal and OG were traded today or tomorrow, we'd be like, man, this trade deadline's crazy. Little deals already happened a couple of weeks ago. Those were the those were the. It feels like those were the two, for sure sellers. Yeah, like we knew Toronto couldn't do the same thing that they just did with Fred Van Fleet. They didn't have intentions on signing those guys. They had to move that. Other than that, like I talked about in the handoff, I just don't know if there's that many sellers, you know, out there. So, like we think the Wizards are looking to move on from Kyle Kuzma, but they don't really have to. Like, they could do something in the summer. They're not in contention. They're not, you know, they don't have to move on from him to tank for a, a 
the draft spot. They're good all by the or they're bad all by their own. So I just don't know who the sellers are for impact players. I feel like there's guys that like uh, Monte Morris. Maybe those guys get moved um, more tomorrow. But somebody that you feel completely changes their franchise. I just don't. I don't think that number one those those guys are available, and there's any motive to really make those those deals from teams. I think there's motivation by the Kings to make a deal to to bring in a big big guy, and then I also at this point, you know, if you can improve a little bit here or there, like go ahead and do it, mm-hmm. you, as long as it doesn't cost you much. I mean, the Kings have all of their second round picks except for 2030, and they have an extra one in 2025. So if you're going to play in that market, you also have to remember the Kings have an open roster spot. Wait, where's the 2030 pick? It went as part of the, the Chris Duarte deal. So oh. they gave up a 2028 that they had from the Mavericks and then the 2030 in the Chris Duarte. And that's just a second round pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, not first round picks. Oh, okay. So so that's not a big deal. Um, so they have all of that stuff in intact. They also have an open roster spot. So if a team calls and says, hey, you know, will you take a, a league minimum contract from us or will you take a $5 million player and, and give us a $2 million player and and save us a bunch of money off the cap? Will you do that? And, you know, in, in a deal like that, maybe you get a second round pick mm-hmm. like what they did with Kessler Edwards last season. So um, you still have options, right? Yeah. And, and I think that the Kings are probably like weighing all of these things out uh, right now, I mean, if you would have done this like a week ago, you could have traded for a, like a minimum scale guy and then waived him and had him clear waivers and then do something else again. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. So now we're kind of at this point where you can't like you can trade for a guy, wave him and then maybe sign Keon Ellis afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or you could trade for a guy and just keep him on your roster and see how he works out. Um, but, you know, I, I think that like things start to shift and you never know. There could be some crazy deal that pops up tomorrow morning or late tonight and we could be watching the game tonight and look down and all of a sudden we got like some like weirdness on the bench and guys start hugging guys and guys take off and go to the locker room like that's totally possible Mm -hmm. um you just don't know and and so for right now i'm going to say that it's quiet like all of my sources are like man i've got nothing nothing on the kings at all but you bring up a good point. Like it, this kind of it feels a little bit like, like a, a junior high dance where, <laughs> you know, you got a bunch of people who are just standing around like wishing that they could <laughs> dance with somebody, but they don't know who to dance with, and <laughs> you know, and then you got a couple of people are out there they're dancing with everybody. They like know the game, but <laughs> Kings kind of feel like that awkward kid off to the side. Like, well, there's a really pretty girl there and a really pretty girl <laughs> there. I'd like to dance with them, but they may not want to dance with me. And so it just kind of gets to this weird, awkward stage. And, you know, again, Portland and and Washington, they don't have to trade these guys today. Mm -hmm. You know, they can wait until the summer. They can wait until next trade deadline. You know, will Jeremy Grant lose some value? Yeah. He's going to lose some value. Would you really realistically want Jeremy Grant with $130 million left on a three, on a four year deal? Mm -hmm. Probably not. Mm -hmm. But Kuzma. Yeah. Like his deal's great, um, and, and there's going to be other players that come available this summer. I think the best deal that we've seen. You talked about Siakam and, and OG. I think the best trade the Sacramento Kings could have made is the one that they made a few weeks ago for the new Harrison Barnes. 
Yeah. I don't know what they gave up to get that, but <laughs> that that new that, this new version of HB that's twenty points per game, game fifteen change. field goal attempts, eight threes a game. Like this 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 new HB is the one. Yeah. I agree. I think what they may have given up is uh, Keegan Murray's like development over two weeks, uh, but big deal. Like that's just a two week stretch where he's been really, really inconsistent, mm-hmm. and you can kind of count on a second year player to go through the the like ebbs and flows and the highs and lows of a season. But right now, like the way Harrison Barnes is playing, sure, you still have the problem that you can't defend anybody at all. Mm-hmm. Like the numbers from behind the arc what they're doing right now they're they're allowing to Kyle did the stats like over the last 19 games they're they're allowing teams to shoot like 42.6 percent from three on the season they're allowing teams to shoot 39.5 percent on three they're the second worst uh team in the league at defending the three you got to fix that that's that's a huge problem especially in the modern NBA where everyone's hoisting and just think back to all the teams that are horrible three-point shooting teams that just lit up the Kings, like the Orlandos of the world. And like some of these teams that came in like as the bottom, the absolute bottom of the NBA and three-point shooting and, and makes per game. And some of these guys are shooting 23 and making 23s against you. They got to figure that one out because it's become a huge issue. And I, I don't know if like, I love seeing Caruso play defense the way he did on Saturday. I thought he, now really competed, and, and you could use that type of um, competitor on the defensive end on this team. But I don't know if you get Caruso and it's it's all going to change for you. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, like Johnny Dewitt talks about another first-round exit, great. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not, though. You know, maybe this team, as presently constituted, can – be what everybody's looking for and be a team that wins around in the playoffs and, and moves forward. And like you said, you've got HB, you know, just being more aggressive. You got Kevin Herter being a threat. If you get those type of things, I think if if you if you told anybody at the beginning of the season that you're gonna get a more aggressive HB and Herter being essentially about what he was last year, maybe a little less. I don't think anybody's saying, like, they're going to lose in the first round again. Combine that with Domas being better and Fokker and Keegan being better and Monk being better. I don't think anybody would say, oh, they're losing in the first round. There would be people who would say that, but I think the majority would be like, all right, we can take a step. Everybody came back and got better. And I think that's what you're potentially looking at in the second half of the season. Yeah, I think if you're the Kings, too, like you're – the like the Dorian Finney-Smiths deals that are out there, right, and teams that are searching for – First round picks for guys like mm-hmm. that. Like I'm not giving up a first pick. That that doesn't like that improves your team, mm-hmm. but it improves your team marginally, right? If you're if you're gonna go out and get Dorian Finney Smith, you might as well get Delon Wright instead, because I, I mean I think it's gonna have like the same type of impact. Dorian Finney Smith isn't walking in the door and like replacing Harrison Barnes. He averages nine points a game. Is he a better defender? Sure. I don't think he's changing everything for you. The same with like a Royce O'Neal. Mm. Like, okay, it's just, do those things move the needle? And would you be better off just waiting till this summer when you all of a sudden have four first round picks as opposed to dabbling here with, with the first round pick that, that extends what you're doing, you know, sort of with the herder situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it just makes it a little muckier. And 
sometimes you got to step back and to to find clarity. And I know that like the push here is to win, 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 win. And I get it. And that's something that I've said the whole time. But like, if you can't get the the game changing piece, I'm not going to play on the peripheral and, and damage what I've got going on right now yeah. uh, in order to add like a marginal piece that may or may not help me win one or two more games the whole season. Mm-hmm. And, and that's tough. And and not to cut you, but that's the that's the whole other thing about this that people, I don't know if they're refusing to acknowledge or just completely skipping over. Is that person available for all intents and purposes? The best player available. I'm putting up quotation marks is Kyle Kuzma, and half the people here don't even want Kyle Kuzma, and he may not even be available. He might not even be available. Like the people, like they need this. They got to go get this. That person isn't available. What's available is the Finney Smiths, the Caruso's, and things of that nature. And because they are like the top of the food chain right now as far as trade, these people are asking Kyle Kuzma prices chain, yeah, yeah. for Finney Smith. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I don't need I don't need him that bad. I think there there might be like five or six teams in the league that are sellers right now. Mm-hmm. And that to me it doesn't make any sense. There are a lot of bad teams. And why are they not selling and, and trying to like reset where they're going? I don't know. You know, again, you talk about the Bulls. The Bulls should have blown that thing up a long time ago. They, they right now, they won't even trade Caruso. They want a Godfather deal. That's what they're saying. We want That's a Godfather deal. A Godfather deal for for a Caruso? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Like, I, I'm now y'all do your thing at 24 and 27. Like, live your life. Like, y'all 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 are fine. Do your yeah, thing. I, I dig I dig Alex Caruso, and I think he'd be good on the Kings. But I'm not giving up two first round picks and a player. No, <laughs> sit down. No, I, like it, it's really bizarre. Like, sort of what's going on out there and. I don't blame a team like Washington for saying, hey, look, we don't have to do anything with Kuzma. Like, mm-hmm. I don't blame him. Yeah. Like, we can do something this summer. We can hold on to him. He can play here the whole four years. We're not going to be any good, but we got to sell tickets still, don't we? And, you know, so I, I don't know. For me, like, there comes a point where, like, sort of the fog clears and there's some, like, a really clear vision of where the team is heading and, where they have pitfalls and you wish that they would have addressed them, but they didn't. And I still think that at some point, you know, they need to be more active and it can't just be looking for the superstar like home run every time. Sometimes you need a really, really solid base hit. Sometimes you need a, a double that, that helps, you know, set the table for something else. And I I think that, you know, the, probably the last big move they made Probably the Kevin Herter, Malik Monk, you know, situation where they they traded for one. They, but that's a while ago now. You know, like Chris Duarte hasn't panned out. Your additions during the offseason haven't really panned out. So where are you going now? And you got to figure out a way to to not be stagnant. Uh, It's one thing to run it back. It's another thing to be stagnant and not be able to make a deal uh, to improve your roster. Sorry again, but Duarte, you bring up Duarte that. I mean, that's some move they tried. Duarte, Duarte is like on its on, before we saw him this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was looked at any different than Finney Smith, like that much different than Finney Smith. Maybe people thought Finney Smith was better, but like it's the same type of move. We're like, oh man, he had he had injuries last year. The year before that, he was really good as a rookie, solid guy. Da 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 da. 
Like, all right, let's try and bring that guy in here and see if there's something left. Doesn't appear to be much left. Like, they didn't, that one didn't work out. But they've, they have tried the Finney Smith type move. And I like Finney Smith too. I, I think he would be helpful for the right price here in Sacramento. But I thought when they got Duarte, I was like, oh, I like that move. I want to see, see what he could do. I don't think any, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there were people who didn't like the move at all. But I thought that was a move where it was like, all right, I like it. Let's see what he can do here. Hasn't panned out the way he thought, but all right, we'll try it again next summer. Yeah, I'd even look at, you know, like I think you can trade Duarte as an asset. Maybe like you're not going to get anything specifically for him. I don't even think you can get one of your second round picks back for him. But what he is going into next season is he's a like $6 million expiring contract. And you start matching that with Davion Mitchell, who becomes like a $6.5 million expiring contract. And all of a sudden you got 13 million bucks and you can go up to 15 million. So you, you see these pieces, they start looking like something different as we get further and further into like sort of where you are in the calendar year of the NBA. And so like you need players that you can trade. You do. Like if you're a cap team, a team that's all the way up against the cap, which the Kings are, you have to have these pieces that you can move for other pieces. Uh, if not, you get into the situation they were in last summer where, they didn't have any pieces. So right. I'm walking into this next offseason and, like, not to be rude, just looking at Trey Lyles as an $8 million expiring contract, Davion Mitchell, 6.5, Chris Duarte, 5.9 million. Like, mm-hmm. these are, that's almost how you have to look at them. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's a lot easier to pitch a Harrison Barnes at two years, 37 million remaining, or, you know, Kevin Herter, two years, 34 million remaining. So you start looking at players in a different way as you get deeper and deeper into the length of the contract. I think there's also, we have to be you know aware over the next 21 hours about Monty McNair making a deal. Monty McNair didn't do this. Monty McNair didn't do that. In the case of the Indiana Pacers, there was a clear, Chris Duarte didn't have a role with that team anymore. There was mm-hmm. an obvious trade partner in that regard. With Kevin Herter even, that was a team that, to this day to me, makes no sense. The way that roster is constructed makes no sense. It made even less sense when Kevin Herter was there. You've got to find teams who have reasons to trade players and to think that Monty is just sitting on his hands not doing anything. There's also a there's not realistic trade partners out there. It doesn't fall squarely on the shoulders of Monty McNair. I don't want Monty McNair to give up a stupid amount of assets to go acquire Alex Caruso either. Kyle Kuzma might not actually be available. Like we, we, you know, we could run through this list over and over and over and over again. But it's not just a Monty McNair scenario. It's a scenario involving other general managers and their roster construction as much as Sacramento's roster construction. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it like the girl might not want to dance with you. I hate when that happens. <laughs> and that not only tough. that, but that is ooh, a tough look. But man. you don't know why she doesn't want to dance with you. She might want to dance with you because all you got is like you're ugly. Oh, she might oh. not want to dance with you because she likes some other dude that's oh. on the other side of the room. Like, there are all kinds she of reasons. She knew I was broke. That's what I always <laughs> thought it was. She knew I was broke. So, I mean, I get it. But if I'm Monty, even at this moment right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you got like 20 hours to work with, whatever you got to work with. Chris Duarte didn't work out. Okay? Why don't you take him and go trade him for a veteran player that maybe – some other team would like to kick the tires on Chris Duarte, like a DeLon Wright, 
because mm-hmm. you know exactly who DeLon Wright is. I love is. that we keep going back to former Sacramento King DeLon Wright. <laughs> like as if, yeah. like yes, every, every He wasn't here. <laughs> every other team has. Like he's, he's played for like 47 different teams. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think what I'm talking about, though, is go get a player. And that's where the Dorian Finney-Smith or the, the you know, DeLon Wrights and the uh, Royce O'Neals, they come into play because they know who they are as players. You don't know who Chris Duarte is still, and Chris Duarte is not able to fill a role for you right now. Go get a guy who knows his role, steps in, plays, and can help you. Mm. And and that's where I, I don't think it changes everything, but it certainly can potentially give you at least a few more options. And I would go back to last season where, you know, again, we kept beating this drum like, Go get Matisse Steibel. Matisse Steibel got traded for two second-round picks. Mm. And go get a Mason Plumley. And people are, why are you so obsessed with Mason Plumley? You get to the playoffs, and why did you lose? You lost because you couldn't get an offensive rebound against... Uh, against um, Kevon Looney. Kevon Looney. Mm-hmm. And you lost because Steph Curry went plaid on you. He just, like, ripped your heart out. I sure would have liked to have seen what that team looked like with... Matisse Steibel going out and trying to defend Steph Curry, at least slowing him down, and Mason Plumley coming off the bench and maybe being able to get me a couple of rebounds as opposed to what you did look like. And so sometimes it is the tweak, the small thing that goes a long way, and you didn't do it. You didn't figure out a way to do it. And, again, it I think both of those players cost a pair of second-round picks, okay? This team has already shown you they don't, they don't value second-round picks all that much. Mm. Like they they're willing to like take some flyers or or trade them at the last second or sell a, a, a second round pick. Like go get go use those things and and go get a player who can play and help you today who can fit into your rotation and maybe fill one of the voids that you have. Um, yeah, I I would love any of those guys to come on there, especially for the for the right price. The other thing that I think about that has happened with this with this team. I want to get your guys' thoughts on it, is it kind of feels like Monty, Mike, and some of these players might have talked to each other like, all right, are you guys – what's going on here? Are you guys really washed or is there something bothering you? Because if there's something bothering you, we can fix that. Mm-hmm. We can work with you. And I'm talking about Herter and, and Barnes. No, and I won't beat around the bush. Like, are you guys just, like, not good at all anymore? Or is there, like, there's something we can work with? And it feels like they said, nah, there's something that we can work on. We we got to talk. We got we to gotta figure some things out. But I'm not washed. I can still play, you know, Harrison and Herter. And I think Monty looks at it like if those guys or if one of those guys still had something left in the tank to provide to this team, like you mentioned earlier, Damon, that's, that's the move. That's the move getting what because the way they were playing earlier in the season was essentially like nothing we had ever seen in their careers. Mm-hmm. I know their overall numbers were looking a certain way, but we just talked about Harrison the last time they played Detroit. Oh, of one, one rebound, one assist, no points. Yep. I, I ain't never seen Harrison play like that, and he was doing that on a regular basis. So it feels like Montana maybe said, "Hey, I don't know how many weeks ago, like, all right, let's let's see what you really got. If you got something, then we'll we'll stay here." We'll, we'll work what we got here. Not we're going to be forced to look elsewhere. Or maybe the conversation went a different way. But it felt like they decided to look internally. I do love the idea of, yeah, we're washed, Monty. <laughs> we just suck, man. 
I don't know what happened. We're just awful, Monty. You're going to have to figure something else out. Are you guys washed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we are. We we stink, Monty. I don't know what to tell you, man. But it looked like they gave it a couple of weeks to look internally and see if there's something that could be done internally before they went out and gave up maybe some unnecessary assets or extra assets to improve this team. And they were rewarded with the guys that they were looking at playing good basketball. Shout out Malik Monk. Malik said they needed three days off. There's yeah. that we needed a couple of days Shout off. Shout out David Cern. Three days, three days off. We don't, we don't usually get that. That was that weird they played on Thursday and didn't play again until Monday. You mean Adam Silver? Oh, that's what I said, David <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out, like, yeah, what well, is David Adam Silver? <laughs> do with this. Oh. David Stern will forever be the commissioner. There, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah fine. sorry. Salute. Well, <laughs> and I would say this, like, I think both. You bring up two players, right? And like, they're we can't hide from the fact of who the Kings have literally like put on the block, and, and who, who that were mentioned in all kinds of trades, and like very clearly were potentially on, on their way out the door, but. The way that both of those players like faded so heavily, they did it in a different way. Like I think the way that I saw Harrison Barnes sort of just disappear was very specific. He was trying to be a good teammate and he was trying to listen and trying to say, I understand that you take a step back so so Gagan can take a step forward. I get it. Right. But I think he kept he lost a bit of himself each and every day and not realizing how far he had stepped back. Like, he's not a guy who's sitting there studying the box score after having going, oh, man, that does – he's not that guy. And I think he, he lost sight of what he was uh, what was happening and how far he had fallen. And then when it comes to Herter, Herter got so messed up in the playoffs that, like, he couldn't shoot at all. Mm-hmm. And then you get a, the preseason, and it's, and it's still there. Like, he's got the yips. And you throw in the Duarte thing where yeah, – he again, wasn't helped. No, he yeah. wasn't at the same time. I kind of understand what Mike was like. Hey, this is a better defender. He's a guy who's physical. He's got the tools. He plays within us and he's played with Domas in the past. Maybe he does fit in. Maybe it does. And, and I get a better defensive player to put alongside De'Aaron Fox. But your was, I don't think he understood how far that Kevin had kind of got in his head. Mm. And then by that point, like you got in his head even further yeah. and, and you really lost a guy. And then all of a sudden, like it goes away. He figures it out. All it took was one or it was the one game where they left him in the game late. He he ends up scoring like 17 points in a blowout where they're getting trashed. But you let him shoot through it. You let him find his confidence. And then he looks like a different player. And as soon as he starts hitting shots, all of the other stuff starts to fill in. He starts rebounding better. He starts passing better. He starts playing better defense. Where I'll, I'll tell you, like this run by Harrison Barnes is spectacular. Like good for you. You're averaging what, 20-something points per game over your last game. nine? Yeah. But you one rebound and no assists? Like, like what? Like yeah, you get more shots. That's fine. Go do other things. That's not uh, – there is a, a payoff here. I, I always stalled him out a little bit for this, but Domas had like 19 rebounds. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone else had more than – and I'm, I'm speaking about the Cleveland game because yeah. that was the stat line from the Cleveland game. I don't think anyone had more than like three. Go, go get three. No, I get that, but if I can tell you, you got he, one. Well, that's yeah, more. Three. Well, see now, now look at you. Now look at you. This is what I said about Domas. Give me two more shots from the Monster Sabonis. You're asking here. Why don't you ask it a different way, Harrison? You're not no, helping see, the team. Look at this. go. <laughs> look at this go guy. get two more. Uh, are y'all down. taking note of this, or is it just me? Yeah, Man, I got I got killed 
because I said I wanted Domas to shoot like a, a couple to shoot a little bit more. That's not I was destroyed. That's mm-hmm. not how you said it, and I wasn't around to hear how you really said it. But it sounded see, like this is like <laughs> see this is like the Kenny calling me a pop DJ all over again. He doesn't know what I said, but he's got an idea of what it is, and he's just gonna believe it. See, see, they like Domas too, more too, though. It's like the HB, they might look the other way. Yeah, see, I'm I'm kind That's of crazy. like Domas can't take nine shots, like that. That can't be what happens. He mm-hmm. has to take. He has to take 13, 14. His average is 13. I asked, hey, like, maybe get to 15 or 16. Yeah. Oh, oh, Domas is just fine. Leave him alone. Stop. It's the bench. It's the other guy. Okay, sorry. I'll just sit here for four hours and shut the hell up. I, in all honesty, it's something that Sean Cunningham all the time on on the Kingsbeat podcast has has said. Like, I, I want him to average 21, 22 a game. I'm like, I'm points or shots uh, points. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like even higher than that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like 23, 24. That's fine. You're that good. Mm -hmm. But I also, you know, like some guys are, are just, they're uh, unselfish to a fault, you know, again, coach forever coach soccer. And like some kids, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what position you put them in. They're still a defender. They still, their first instinct is to backpedal and support. And that's okay. Like, you just have to put them in the right position to succeed. And I think that they've they found that with so, uh, Domas. Like, I just also think it's the way he sees the floor. Like, I think LaMelo Ball has the best court vision in basketball. Like, the way he sees the floor, like, I don't think there's another player in the league that sees it like that. And if that. it is, it's his brother. Well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And Domas... Or, or you know, Jokic and Domas are really high on that list of guys who see the floor a certain way, and Domas's unselfishness to to a fault. Like I think Jokic can, like he's a scorer. Like mm-hmm. that's what he is. He just takes advantage of these other gifts that he has. Mm-hmm. I think Domas is a facilitator, and then when he wants to score, he will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's the, the 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 biggest difference between the two. No, I, I totally get it, and. Like for me, I'm okay with Domas being the score. I, I want him to average around 20 a game, but which 19, is what he does. 19, right? 20. Like yeah. I, I'm always fine with what he does as, as far as a scorer. But there are games where he needs to like imprint himself more on the game as a scorer, especially against the Cavs, where the last time they played the Cavs, he ran over them. What do you have like 36 and something? Hmm. Like all he did was score, score, score. The Kings could have used that Domas. The other night, they could have used a guy that bullied his way right through Jared Allen and and Mobley and just went right to the rim, time after time after time. You can't settle and just and just score nine. Uh, I mean, just have nine shots. But I the other thing, what I love about Domas is it's something like I always all throughout the early part of the season. I was Brock Purdy throws to four guys. Sometimes it's three, but really it's four guys. He only throws to Debo and Ayuk and Kittle. And McCaffrey. But then you have this situation where you might need a third down. You might need somebody to catch. But he doesn't have, like, the rapport with that person because he doesn't naturally hit that guy. Mm -hmm. You watch Domas. He'll get done with a game, and he might have, like, the other night he had 15 assists. I think he had 15 assists to eight different players. Mm. Like, that's nuts. Like, the fact that he's involving everybody, that everybody gets to feel like they're part of it, that is right there a centerpiece. And so, again, I'm okay with the decisions he makes because I know what he's trying to do 
is be the best player for himself and his team and and get everybody involved and and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I do understand what you're saying. Uh, no, you don't. Don't, pay, I don't, do, don't, I do don't patronize me. I do understand what you're saying. I but I, I I never outside of like they give you the ball at the top of the circle and nobody's guarding you, shoot the shot. I don't I don't feel like Domas is the guy that you dump the ball down to and say go to work. Mm. I just don't I don't think that's mm. his nature. I don't think that's what his game is. The other the, the place for more shots for him is probably one three, one more three a game. And then when he's at the top or, you know, maybe sometimes he's like on the wing, but he's orchestrating the dribble handoff and he's holding the ball with one hand doing all this. Let all that traffic go through. Your guy is five feet off you. Pull up right there and hit that. Yeah. That's that's the shot I, I wouldn't mind him taking a little bit more than what he does. I would also like to see them run him as like the Princeton style at the, you know, the top of the key and allow Keegan and Harrison to go post up on occasion because I think both of those guys can score like crazy. And that I think it would add another element the way that Vlade used to hit Weber in the post or Weber would hit Vlade in the post. I would like to see that where they, they have a big feed a guy down below, especially with floor spacers everywhere. Um, You know, especially you have uh, Harrison Barnes go through on the cut. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, stop. Mm -hmm. Stop. We saw it last year. We had that stretch where all of a sudden they started doing that. Just stop. And and he's wide open almost every single time because guys will run right by you thinking that you run into the corner. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see Domas, like, have that ability to, to feed, especially Barnes. Barnes is an exceptional scorer in the post. And, and, I mean, that's what Keegan was in college. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like 97th percentile as a post score. Mike Brown doesn't believe it. <laughs> and Keegan keeps telling him to watch YouTube. And he's like, well, <laughs> then send me the YouTube click. Well, we keep having like this conversation <laughs> with these guys, but it's something that I think would improve the overall offense. We'll come back. We'll talk more uh, with James Ham. The Sacramento Kings take on the Detroit Pistons tonight at the Golden One Center. And we are 21 some odd hours away from the NBA trade deadline. Much more ahead. It's Lilo McKay brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Have you seen their show? No. Are you saying like you're not going to see That's not my bag. I go see the show. I mean, you, I like Total Divas. I thought you know, Divas was cool. Like three years or something. I didn't. I never watched live ever. And then when it when the came out, I was like, I'll see what it is. It's like over. Oh. And then like before I four seasons into it, <laughs> referring to Tyson Kidd as hey now. <laughs> no, I didn't like it. I just I just caught the first eighty episodes of it. That's all. Uh, are they still married? See, yeah, I think so. I hope so. I hope so too. Uh-huh. I just didn't. She she like went all in on her. He's changed. Yeah, yeah. She went all in, she, so I didn't know what she's, happened. She's evolved. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm going to check out Montez and, and Bianca. I'm going to check it out. I like Total Divas, much like you. It wasn't like my favorite show. I, I'd watch Total Divas enjoy it. What was the uh, the girl that was with Trinity? Uh, Carmen. Was it Carmen? No, it wasn't Carmen. It was uh, uh, Ariel or. Yeah, maybe it's that. I can't remember. Yeah. Trinity and. But she yeah, wanted to be a remember. star so bad. What's her real name? Naomi. Naomi. No, Trinity's her real name. Naomi's her working name. Trinity is her real name. Yeah. All right. 
Now that we got that. James is here. James, what's your favorite reality show? Do you have a reality? Everybody got a reality yeah, show. Yeah, uh, it's Survivor. Oh, Survivor. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah I, guess, I guess that's... James, do you watch you Swamp People? No. It's a good show. It is a good show. James's favorite reality show is the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. <laughs> the NBA. Cameron, that's right. You see, Hayward Cameron. Highsmith reportedly struck an individual who was assisting another driver stranded on the road Tuesday night for Anthony Slater. Uh, Wait, Andy Slater. do that again? Andy Slater. I don't know who that is. Hayward Highsmith. Who's that? Uh, Miami Heat. Uh, they, and he he got hit or he no, hit he somebody? struck an individual who was assisting another driver stranded on the road. wasn't a high school senior. Never mind. The victim is in critical condition has had and has sustained Man. a partial amputation of his legs. Oh, jeez. That's not good. Oh, that's uh, awful. No, there are saying that it's Slater, unless they're not wow. saying I don't know. I, I should not be reading something from NBA Central. No, you absolutely nah, should. Don't do that to NBA. Nah, okay. come on, man. You're okay. Come on, man. They even had the come on, they, NBA, the real NBA Central. They even changed up their name because they said we don't want to be affiliated with these people who, who are out here doing crazy stuff. What I, did they got, change their name to? It's like the Dunk Central or something like oh. that. Oh no, it's Andy Slater who I guess is Andy. Um, Andy he's a, he's a Miami guy. Oh, Andy Slater, who's the ESPN guy? On air personality. Um, for Fox Sports 640 hmm. in Miami, Florida. All right. Well, hmm. I hope okay. everybody's okay, man. That's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Um, well, did you um, – I, I want to finish talking Kings, but I do want to say, do you guys think uh, Clay Thompson gets traded? No. No. Like so, today? Yeah. No. So they're going to. But if Clay gonna, leaves that Philadelphia game hugging teammates, I'm going <laughs> to bug out. So I, I only ask that because it's like, so, I, I mean, I don't think they're going to give him the money he's looking for. I don't know if anybody is, but mm-hmm. you think they're just going to run the risk of moving on from Clay yeah. for nothing? I think so. Mm. I don't I know that. So. I don't like, think what they, is his value? I mean, that might I be think one he has of his value. I, I do think he has value. I, I I struggle looking at the Warriors because I don't think the Warriors are going to do anything. Mm. I struggle looking at the Warriors because Wiggins came up earlier in in push notifications and alerts and Warriors interest and all of that stuff. Like I have trouble measuring exactly what Andrew Wiggins is as a basketball player versus what he is as a basketball player on the Golden State Warriors right now. Clay, I think, might be a little bit more indicative of who he is as a player at this point, but I still think he could be valuable to a team, but not like if you think you're acquiring the other Splash Brother. I guess, but you know what I mean. He makes forty three million bucks. And yeah, just for ex- the rest of the season. Well, yeah, but I mean, in order to to do that, to to go out and get him, you got to give up a lot. You got to give up thirty six million bucks for the contracts or something hmm. it gets a lot maybe 35 million yeah. but so how do yeah. you acquire him yeah you know it like yeah. the chris paul thing oh they'll just trade chris paul. well okay so chris paul for clay thompson <laughs> yeah exactly you got two of them yeah i mean those are massive expiring contracts yeah. but you know the warriors are still way over the cap for next year too so I don't even know. with clay and in 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 uh cp3 chris 
gone? Yeah, they're at one hundred seighty-four million eight hundred eighteen thousand four hundred sixty bucks for next year, and that's with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Well, nine you certainly players. pissed away twenty-five million. We know where that's going. Where are the <laughs> I don't know, but Andrew Wiggins has if another it, year. If it's for next year, then yeah, that that's probably not factoring in Clay and Chris because they're um, mm. you can't. Well, that's what I mean. No, yeah. I'm talking about the other place. Oh no, I know. So yeah. Chris Paul, <laughs> yeah. I think only half of his is guaranteed, so that's not factoring this in. So maybe they get down to 160, but that, Wiggins is owed 26, 28, and 30 million over the next three years. Uh, Draymond realized he had three years yeah. left. Yeah, 24, 26, and almost 28 for for Draymond, and Steph next year makes 55.761 million. The year after that, he makes 59, almost 60 million bucks. So and isn't is that the end of Steph's contract? Yeah, he's got two more years. Yeah, so if you're the if you're the everybody's got a price for the hundred million dollar man. <laughs> if you're the Warriors, there's no way you don't re-sign Steph Curry. None. Even if like because we've talked about, I know he had sixty the other night. That was crazy. Shout out to him. Lost. Um, then a loss. Tell the whole story. Uh, I got to tell the whole story. They lost. Thank you. you know, he had sixty, but it just Ooh. wasn't good enough. Ooh. Oh well. Well, we, we, we know, ain't talk about Doc today. Got to be honest with it's you. A, I, I wouldn't wish this on anybody. I got to be. I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Doc is be one. In, with you. Doc is one in four. Doc couldn't help the Sacramento Kings at all last night. Man, let the Suns come in there and beat him. That was nasty. Hey, hey, I'll caution everybody, though. We got our jokes off about the Clippers when James Harden arrived and they struggled. I'm not going to get any jokes off about Doc Rivers yet. But but, uh, Steph Curry is still one of the best players in the league. In two years, at 38, Mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, I want want a max. Mm -hmm. Here you go, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with because I didn't really have a problem with the Lakers doing that with Kobe. I was like, to a certain degree, yes, you are paying him for what he brought Services to you. Services rendered, yeah. You know, in, in his career. But wow. Because mm-hmm. the, the other thing about that, I think a lot of people talked about it with Kobe, was like they couldn't do anything because basketball-wise people were still, you know, it was still Kobe's show. And they couldn't bring somebody in there that would, you know, take over that locker room or anything because Kobe was still there. Mm-hmm. This would have financial, major financial ramifications. Like, let's just say they want to keep Kaminga around. Like, they got mad earlier because we said trade Kaminga and Drew down. Two years from now, you're in the Kaminga and Moody business and Draymond business, mm-hmm. and you just gave Steph Curry $290 million or whatever it's going to be. Yeah, hopefully by then you've traded Draymond Green, so you've eliminated that. But, like, I still it, – it also – like, you're still a financial – one, as long as you have Steph Curry on your team, you're still on national television, you're still one of the most valuable franchises in, in the NBA. The second Steph Curry isn't on your team, you're not that anymore. It's true. Unless Kaminga's a far bigger star than any of us can imagine. Mm-hmm. But, like, without Steph, even if, even if Steph is gone and you're still a playoff team, you're not that. Mm-hmm. You're not what you are now. Steph is what makes you what you are. You, you're the Bulls. You pay him. Yeah, you pay him what, whatever whatever the most you're legally allowed to pay him, that's what you pay him. I And I agree. Because you're going to make that money back tenfold. You'll figure out the salary cap stuff. You'll figure out Draymond Green and whatever you know contract you're going to give Kaminga should that continue to progress the way that it's going and you fill this team out the best you can. But it starts 
with Steph Curry every time. At 38, it starts with Steph Curry at 42 if he wants. Mm. I agree with you completely. Like They're going to have to keep going with what they've got for right now. And I don't know that they can just trade Draymond Green with two years and three years, 75 or Nobody whatever. Nobody want that contract. Yeah, nobody's going to want that, but... And and I would say the same thing. You're you're close to that with Wiggins. You're gonna have to take back equal money with Wiggins. You're not gonna get off that contract without, you know, taking back something that isn't very good. So I'm intrigued to see how they they play it out because watching a dynasty end like this is really intriguing. Um, but I think you you pay Kaminga. You got to give Kaminga, and I don't know what you pay Kaminga. That's one of the problems. Like you know he's good. He's playing really well right now, mm-hmm. but. Is he max money, like rookie extension good, which is what they seem to do is just give whatever we can but that's give, easy. Just give it to him. Yeah, like I, I feel like if you believe, if he's trajecting towards that, and I think a lot of teams do this, then the answer is absolutely yes. Mm-hmm. You almost have to prove that you're not a max rookie extension guy mm-hmm. more than you are. Like if they see the potential, and he's shown it in the last, I don't remember what numbers I had yet, like the last 10 games where he's, he's averaging like 25 points a game. Yeah. He's cooking, and he only started in five of those. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying in. If this, if if this is along the lines of what we're seeing, when he becomes eligible for that rookie extension, then yeah, like I'm, I'm buying into this. Like, I, I'm looking at this guy. It's like, here's who I'm, I'm building around with Steph Curry. I have one, one quick follow up though. What constitutes the end of a dynasty? Um, it's kind of hard to. I mean, some people would say not making the playoffs. Others would say losing in the playoffs. Like you can like is the the end of a dynasty the end of their ability to win a championship? That's where I look at it. Yeah, I I could say I I feel like it ended last year with that second round loss to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think the the dynasty is over. That doesn't mean they're gonna go and be the Pistons, right? You know what I mean? But they're just a playoff team, second round ceiling. They can't. As presently constituted, they can't get to a championship. Again. Okay, dynasty, dynasty for the Warriors is, is over for me. It's a hell of a run. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted. To, I just do you agree with that, Hammer? Yeah, I think that their dynasty pretty much came to an end when they they lost in the second round of the playoffs last year, and you knew that they like you watched them play, and you're like, oh, that's that they're no longer the same team. Okay, I just wanted to make sure we were all. Do you feel that way too? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I do. I just, the th- the thing I keep getting stuck on is like, I think they're going to make, I think they're going to continue to make the playoffs or the, the, the weird thing is now, I think they're going to continue to make the postseason. Like part of me still thinks they're making the postseason this year. I do. I think they'll and, find a way to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And so like, if I, I, I really like Jonathan Kaminga, I buy Steph Curry you have to build a team now, though. Like you're, you're, you've saddled yourself with Draymond. You've got to make a decision on Clay, and <laughs> bringing Clay back might change my mind about them moving forward because that just seems like a lost cause here at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel like you could still find Andrew Wiggins somehow, and I wonder if Andrew Wiggins is like their version of the the good and the bad of Harrison Barnes, right? Mm-hmm. The dramatics ups and the dramatic downs. Um, but I see no scenario where they're a title contender again. But I also don't see them like completely out of the postseason picture. Yeah. Mm. I agree with you on that too. Because and and I think we just look at past dynasties. You look at the Patriots. The Patriots have they just they ended mm-hmm. like Brady let, and it was over. Mm-hmm. And their coach is gone. Like everything's gone. You you brought up the Bulls a second ago. 
When the Bulls ended, it ended. When the Lakers ended, it ended. Restarted, then ended again. Right. And I'm like that. It does that doesn't feel like the trajectory of the Golden State Warriors. Hmm. Feels like their ability to win titles is over, but they're still going to be there. You know what they kind of feel like? It kind of feels like postseason. What happened to Portland after they went to the the Western Conference Finals, where you started to see the slow decline, and then you've Mm -hmm. got basically you've got a great player who is no longer like his team's no longer competitive. And I mean that happens. It, it's not the first time we've seen it. Um, you know, it it doesn't feel good to watch a, a player finish his career like that. But come on, that, like if we you watched were, Kobe finish with like eleven wins, like we can pretty much handle anything at this point yeah. when it comes to great players. I think that that's a good. LeBron's point the only one who clearly is not going to do that. <laughs> well, yeah. when he goes to the Knicks, he's going to win another championship. He very well might. But is is it possible that we're watching like LeBron? He is on that team right now. He it doesn't matter how much he puts on, puts up every night. He's still they're number nine in the West. Yeah, he gonna leave though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He don't have. He, he don't have. This, this ain't Steph and the Warriors. Yeah, oh, see, that's be, very true. It's gonna be Jalen, LeBron, mm-hmm. OG, mm-hmm. Uh, Julius will still be there. Julius will be there. Yeah. And then you'll have um, you have Josh Hart coming off the bench. Yeah, they're gonna be stacked. No, Kings Knicks in the finals next. You can't wait for it. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely what I'm happening. traveling for that. There's, I'm traveling for that sure. finals. Are we, are we going to New York or are we going to Las Vegas? Where are we going for? This? Oh no, we're going to New York. We're gonna be okay. in, We're gonna be in New York, and then we're gonna be at the games here too. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm sitting next to Ham too. The whole, yeah, the whole time. Oh, Madison Square Ham. <laughs> I like it. I like it. By the way, just we'll we'll have to fund that trip ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. Give our maybe give our sales team a couple years notice to get <laughs> self funded. Thank you very much. Get something done here. Just put away some mile for if it ever happens. Put away fifty dollars a month, guys. Hey, hey Matt, if you're listening, Jiffy Lube, just keep this in the back of your mind. Uh, if we can fund a trip to Rolling Loud, we can fund a trip to the Kings Knicks <laughs> NBA Finals. <laughs> and if that's, I think Jiffy Lube would happily fund yeah, that yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah, it'd be all. <laughs> we bring Matt with us. Let's ride together. <laughs> Um, you guys out here trying to steal my sponsor. <laughs> just, just trying to, just, just, family, just, baby. it's all in the family. It's all in the family. Um, you have any concerns at all about this Pistons game tonight? Before the trade deadline, Pistons just made a deal. There, they'll be without Monte Morris. They obviously won't be with Shake Milton and the guys they just acquired. But this is always a weird game. The well, game right before the deadline, even you know, especially at home, is always a little weird. Yeah, plus they they also they traded um, Kevin Ox earlier in the day, mm-hmm. which he started just the last game for them. So I mean they they have some holes to fill. It's always an awkward game, especially I, I mean from what I could tell at shoot around today, everyone all the Kings were there, and even tomorrow is like an awkward day. Like we've had them like, hey, we've got practice at this time, mm-hmm. and then you show up to practice and it's like, hey, it's gonna be a well. Like, uh-oh, what happened? Like, it's going to be a little while. And so it's always kind of like this awkwardness. But this morning, everyone was a shoot-around. Everyone's there. And so that usually signifies, well, at least, you know, there isn't anything totally cooking right now where we're going to have a guy not get on the court and work out. Uh, yeah, it's... Who uh, was it that had to tell Papa Giannis he was traded or cut or whatever it was? Oh man! Because what wasn't wasn't was Papa Giannis the one who didn't understand that he could 
he could get cut or traded. Uh, I remember Garrett Temple telling us that story. Yeah. Oh, that's pop. That's possible. Who told him? That's what I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to remember. Is who and, and maybe it, maybe it was Garrett that told him. I thought it was somebody else. Okay, so they they made that trade, and at the was last, Papayanis traded? He okay. Well, okay. they were making a trade. One of those. <laughs> and at the last second, it was it's the the George Hill trade for Iman Shumpert, right? Mm. At the last second, Brandon Williams tried to tuck. Papianis into the trade and the other two teams said I don't want him like we don't have a roster spot for him we don't want him so we're not taking him and they're like well that's only and Brandon Williams was like well that's the only way they can do the trade and they said well what if we just pay out his contract for you like we'll we'll send back that money in the deal and you guys waive him and that's what they ended up doing so um, I think it was uh, Cleveland and Utah were involved in that trade one of them had already spent most of their money because you could only send up to $3 million to pay for stuff per season, like it combined through all your trades. So one of them kicked in like $1.8 million and the other one kicked in like like $1.2 million to cover not only his salary for the rest of that year, but the Kings had to pay him out for the next year as well. Mm. And so they, they bought him out and, and he was very upset, like very yeah. emotional from what I've, I heard, like yeah. not good. He, he didn't know what was going on sort of that, that they could just wave him at that point. Cause he yeah. was a first round pick right. and like his second season. Nah, poor guy. Didn't him and cuz meet up over the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it, it was Boogie oh, and, and, uh, and Sim, the big boy. Sim yeah. Bular, yeah, right. yeah. It was, it was him. That's right. Okay, so we have an update. Tell those guys I'm all in for NYC road trip. Told you! We can debate Usher fire on, on the flight. Let's go! Let's go. Come on, man. Hey. Now the hey. Knicks and Kings just got to do their part. Let's do your part. Now all yeah. we got to do is get the Kings to the to the finals, and we're headed there, baby. Uh, amazing. The insiders in D-Lo and KC. Live and Jiffy Lube. finals. Headed to the finals. That's right. I love you, Matt. You're the best. Let's That's go. Tremendous. Now they just got to they got to do their job. You know, we did we our sh- job. Yeah. We Kings do. and Knicks got to do their job. We should just drive an RV all the way there. Well, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> James, you You a James wild close dude. the show today? James, James, James. James, James shut down the chat today. James, still got a minute 15 to James, fill. James got trade deadline vibes right now. Oh, <laughs> to be clear, oh. I'm not taking an RV anywhere. That is not my life, buddy. That's not what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> Jiffy Lube, baby. Jiffy I'm Lube flying. is Jiffy Lube is sponsoring that JetBlue flight. That's what they're doing. I'll even go into Newark. It don't matter. But I ain't, I ain't taking the RV. We ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, for goodness sakes. <laughs> What am I supposed to do for the next 30 seconds after that? I don't know. I broke. shut down the show. Is there a purple and black show on today? Yeah, that starts uh, at like 520. There we 520? go. 5.20? Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it's leading into um, college basketball at 545. Amazing. All right. And that's uh, that's uh, that's that's every Kings game, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, every Sorry Kings game. So 520, purple and black uh, pregame show. Tap in. We'll, we'll work on the name. Uh, <laughs> but that's what we'll call it for now. 
the Purple and Black show coming up for 520. I assume we'll run it back until then. All right, James, ended the show. We're out of here. We'll see you here tomorrow when we take the air. Trade deadline will be over. Yeah. Tap in, beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders. Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN 1320. Vamos Kings, like the babe, sorry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.